0: This time, debit card users are also included in the cashback fund. Now everyone can get cashback on everyday purchases with Discover Cashback Debit. That includes no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Welcome to So Bad, It's Good with Ryan Bailey presented by Betches Media. This is an exploration of all pop culture. From the classic reality TV moments of the past and present, to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between, we'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. We're looking at you, Tom Sandoval. Folks, welcome to your Friday episode of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your pal Ryan. How the heck is everybody doing out there? What a week. I have given you so much content this week uh i i know it's a lot for you hopefully you'll catch up at some point but you don't need to you pick and choose what you want i would love it if you listen to everything of course but i get that it's a lot but today we have a real housewives of beverly hills finale recap we finally reached the end of the season oh my goodness and we start off with a bang because this week kyle did watch what happens live and then her and morgan wade Uh, they were, they were, they were holding each other kind of very familiar. We'll talk about it and you'll, you'll, you'll hear me talk about it at the beginning of the recap. But before that we got Bergie, we got our precious Bergie from the traders. Those traders killed him last episode. Wasn't tonight's episode. Great. That show. I look forward to every week. It has been now on for over a month and I just look forward to it. It makes my heart sing. Even though that new love is blind season is amazing too. I watched the, the next three episodes of it that came out yesterday. Oh, so good. I'm going to do a traders recap over on the Patreon. I'll probably talk a little love is blind over there as well this weekend. Um, But uh, yeah, we're going to start off with Bergie. It's just a quick 15 minute interview. That's all I had with him, but it's really fun. It's a great way to start today's episode. He did say he would come back for a longer interview because I think it would be fun to kind of talk more about Bergie. He seems like such a good natured dude. Um, Summer House was on tonight. Uh, That was actually a really good entrance point into this season. Uh, I think there's a lot of good and I actually liked the, the, the new guy West, I, one of the new guys, I really liked West. He had a good vibe. I'm excited to see what he's going to do this season. Um, how are you? You guys are good though. You got, you're good. Okay. It's a lot of content. I know. Um, so I want to do a couple of plugs right off the bat. If you like this uh, podcast, consider leaving it five stars on Apple podcasts and Spotify. Uh, anybody, Once more, go to patreon.com forward slash so bad. It's good. I'll be doing a summer house recap over there. That should be uh, out tomorrow night on Friday night on Saturday. I'll be doing a trader's recap of this week's episode over there. I've been having a lot of fun doing those recaps. So go sign up over there for just a couple bucks a month. You get access to a lot of episodes that have never hit the main feed ever. Um, So thank you for considering doing that. We also have a YouTube channel. We also have a Facebook group. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. Go sign up over there. Have fun. Everybody's really nice. Sorry, it's not one of those Facebook groups that like talks mad shit about other people. I mean, you know, we talk shit about reality stars, but it's not, you know, we're not thunderdoming anybody. Um, But I hope you are about to have the best weekend ever. I also want to say I'll be doing a shorter second episode after this where I will be talking about the Bethany Frankel, well, not the Beth, the Brandy Glanville, Andy Cohen stuff that came out today. I'm going to be putting that at the end of an episode, an interview I did with a director of a movie, a documentary that comes out today exclusively at AMC Theaters called Kiss the Future. Uh, it is produced by Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, and it, uh, it features the band U2, and I love that band so much but it is a beautiful documentary about the Sarajevo crisis in the 90s. And it is this story of uh, the human spirit how we band together during hard times, how art can change lives. And I thought it was just a wonderful documentary. And I got the privilege of interviewing the director and it comes out today. So I want to put that out tomorrow as well. So consider listening to it and seeing if it's your thing. I think I just want to highly recommend this documentary. I know it's worlds away from these reality shows like Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and The Traitors, but man, I think you guys would dig it. I loved it so, so much. I'm going to go see it again. It really moved me when I watched it this week. But- Let's have some fun in the meantime, and remember, listen to these at your leisure. I want you to listen to everything. I know it's hard to keep up with. I know there's so much, but and I got to tell you, I just really love doing this. This actually gives me some sort of purpose in life. I've always just felt so down a lot um, recently, especially, and this really is able to keep my spirits up. And I think that's why I just consistently do it. Uh, I can't, I can't consistently go to the gym, but I can consistently do this, regardless. Let's get right to our friend, Bergie the Traders. It's on every Thursday on Peacock. Go watch the new episode. Unfortunately, he is not with us any longer, but here he is. And then right after that, we're going to go directly into Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Have a good Friday, you guys. Folks, if you've been listening to the show, you know, like every one of you out there, I am obsessed with the new season of The Traders on Peacock. This expands on how good the first season was and makes it so much better. And we have somebody that, unfortunately, these traders made perish in last week's episode. It was undeserved. He is our sweet Burgalicious, not my Burgalicious. He is here today with us. Karsten Bergerson, welcome to the show. Let's go. What is up, guys? <laughs> no, uh, I, just so everybody knows, we were introduced to you on a season of Love Island last year. Um, And I don't know if everybody's seen that, but that's how they got you on this show, correct? Yes.
1: Yeah, so I finished filming Love Island and I was still in Fiji and they asked me like, hey, would you like to go to Scotland in like 20 days and film another TV show? <laughs> and I was like, hell yeah. I like... I don't have a job right now, so I got nothing else going on. Let me go to Scotland for like a a month or something.
0: I think we know as an audience why they chose you, but why do you think that they were like, we need you on this season of the traders?
1: I think I'm just so different from everybody else. I'm not the gamer. I'm not the uh, strategist. I'm not like a housewife. (laughs) I'm like a lover boy. Yeah, and I just get, I'm like a lovable character that everybody loves. Nobody wants to see anything bad happen to. And it's just like, It's a different kind of person on a TV show like this. Now you're from South Dakota, correct? I'm from Minnesota. I went to school in South Dakota. South Dakota. Okay. And is it true that you used to manage a Dairy Queen? Yes. I used to, when I was going through college, five years, I managed the Dairy Queen while to help pay for school.
0: By the way, I think the, the true winner of the traders should be somebody from Dairy Queen. I think that is the one of the true uh, things that you need to be a faithful. Um, a lot of the questions that I have, I told my audience you were coming on, and I got such an insane response on my Patreon about you. Just how much they they love you. Uh, they wish that you were still there. But a lot of questions like, and I know you have probably answered this before, if Phaedra had come to you and said, I need you to be a trader to stay in the game, would you have done it?
1: 100 percent If I got the ultimatum and saw <laughs> Phaedra, like that's a that's the difference though. If I got a letter, like when Peter got it, I don't know if I would have accepted it. But if I went down into the dungeon where Kate is now and I saw Phaedra on un, unhood herself, <laughs> I'd be like, let's do this thing. Let's let's wow.
0: bergy yes. I thought you would rem- I thought you would say no, I will remain a faithful throughout. I mean, that's 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 huge news.
1: Yeah. Well, unless I was given the letter at the same time Peter was. But after the sacrifice ceremony, and let's say I somehow miraculously survived that after everybody just kind of chose not to save me, I'd be like, you know what? You you guys all get murdered too.
0: <laughs> okay. The main question everybody wants to know, this is a very deep question. Do you really sleep with a teddy bear?
1: All the time. I got three teddy bears on my bed right now. <laughs> I got I got Grogu, the pillow pet. I've got Vincent Valentine. And then I have uh, TC, the pillow pet.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, good. We need to add to the collection. I feel like people are going to be sending you teddy bears now every chance they get. I would
1: actually love that. And then I'd probably like donate them to like a charity. That's a good idea. Now that I think about it, like have a a teddy bear drive.
0: Yes. Well, you know what? Save one for me. I want to put it in my reality show museum. I think it is. uh, It needs to be there. Okay, so your experience of doing this, you were coming off of Love Island. You have to go to Fiji all of a sudden. Um, you know, that's got to be really weird on the brain. You're 24 years old at the time, going into a situation that all of a sudden you're a reality star. And they place you with all of these like hardcore reality stars that have been in the business for like a decade plus some of these people. What was the vibe going into this thing? Like, was it just completely intimidating?
1: Yeah, it was overwhelming it was just like i show up and i see all these people i'm like i've seen some of you guys on a tv or like poverty like they say they were like on tv until like 2007 i was like i was in first grade <laughs> when you were on survivor i'm sure i'm and like my family watches survivor like we do with thursday night survivor and i'm like i'm probably seeing you on my tv but i was so young i don't remember it if that's like that's just crazy to me and like to be with all these people. And I'm like, why did I win this like lottery ticket to go to this castle and be a part of this? Like that was I'm the so, question. I, I
0: was I'm so, so glad grateful. you got the golden ticket because you added so much to this show. I mean, really, I think that is like, you just have this innate goodness that radiates. And that's why I thought it would be funny for you to eventually be a trader to see how you would actually even attempt that because you seem so true hearted.
1: Yeah. I thought it would have been a perfect, like if Alan tapped me on the shoulder, like I would have, I would have, it, I would have been a strug- struggle for me. But at the same time, I would have been like, okay, I can get, I can survive this because nobody's going to expect it.
0: Oh, I know. That's, that's another thing. Um, So getting in there, obviously you had a close friendship with uh, Peter. I mean, that was true, right? Like, and then somebody wrote, who was the most difficult faithful to deal with? And why was it Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> I was
1: going to say Kevin. How did they know it was Kevin? Oh, but Ke- okay. So the- Kevin wasn't hard to deal with he was just all over the place so it was just like I don't know if you're a traitor or not because like you're so inconsistent with all these theories and he would just you know you'd tell him something and then you'd throw out another theory to add on to your theory and you're like no I don't think that's why that would be that way and it was just he he was just a he was all over the place and it was yeah. just like hard to figure out where he was coming from.
0: Are you watching this back uh, the same time we are every week? Are you watching on Thursday nights and uh, are, or are you staying away from watching it?
1: No, I've been I've been watching every Thursday night. I've been
0: what? getting together with my family and we just watch it every Thursday. What are the biggest shocks like upon watching it? Like what are, for you? Like, oh, my God, I didn't even realize that. I didn't even see that. The whole poisoning scene with I <laughs> mind blowing, <laughs> oh.
1: mind blowing that even happened. I thought the traders <laughs> met in the turret, and they just signed uh, on their death warrant or, or a poison warrant. Like we would like to poison this player and they signed it. Cause if you remember the year before they did something like, um, I don't know what it was called, but they put three people on trial. Yeah. And then they were going to murder one of them. So I thought it was like a twist like that. So they just decided we're going to poison this player tomorrow in front of everybody. So I was so shocked to find out it was an actual that someone was given and drank out of and not like a food, like that. Just yeah, yeah mind-blowing yeah.
0: to me. Um, now, uh, you know, being there live in person, I'm sure your mind's going in 30 different directions, but Dan Geesling, who was the first trader to actually be caught by the faithfuls, was it, you know, it, it read very obviously to me that Dan was a trader, just how he was playing the game in person. Were there still questions in your mind if Dan was a trader or not?
1: So, you know, going in, I kind of knew who Dan was, <laughs> I'm like his funeral scene, like <laughs> a legendary big brother play. So I was like, okay, I'm playing with Dan Geesling, And if I was, you know, someone who could select the traders, I'd definitely pick a big brother player and a, a survivor player and maybe a housewife to s- spin the pot a little bit, stir the pot. And so I was just thinking that the whole time. So my eyes were immediately glued to Dan and Janelle. I was like, it has to be one of them. And then Janelle wasn't calling out Dan. So I was like, it's got to be, maybe they're working together. Maybe Dan or Janelle recruited the other one. So that, that was going on in my head too. So I was just immediately glued to them. And if you remember in episode three, I, I started the round table by saying, Dan, I've been hearing your name a lot. Would you like to lay it out there? And so then he does. And then Deontay Wilder goes. No, he's not. He's not a traitor. I'm like, I'm not arguing with Deontay Wilder. (laughs) I am so scared. And
0: then, you know, he starts calling out Max. I was like, yeah, Max sounds pretty good right now. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, why is Phaedra so dang good at this game? I think she's played a
1: great social game. I think that's more important. I feel like Dan and Parvati played this game like traitors. And if you're a traitor, you need to play it like a faithful. So it was just like they were playing their roles, and you need to play the opposite role. You need to play a faithful. And that was something I was nervous about going in. Like, I'm, I know, like, from the beginning, I'm a nervous, awkward kind of guy until I get settled in. And I I think it kind of shows in this show as well. And then by episode four, I'm like, I'm getting into my groove. Episode three, I was like, the graveyard challenge. But um, Dan and what was I, where was I going with that?
0: (laughs) No, you're talking about Phaedra being so good at this
1: game, the social game. Yeah, Phaedra being so good. Yeah. So she was just social with everybody and like, throw out a name here, but not like over sell it.
0: So you never suspected Phaedra. I mean, it was Parvati and Dan. It was Parvati and
1: Dan. And what didn't help Parvati too, I always kind of go back to like the funeral scene. Like she's had a step into a coffin and I immediately, I'm a fan of reality TV and I think like, okay, I'm at home watching this right now and there's no way they're not putting a traitor into a coffin right now. Yeah. You know? Like I yeah. want to Like as a viewer, I want to see a traitor act like a faithful and like, try to make, maybe make themselves cry like oh my gosh i'm so scared to be murdered right now so immediately i was thinking it's either mj or parvati i'm like there's no way it could be mj so parvati immediately became like my number one suspect but i didn't want to speak out about it because i didn't want to get murdered either
0: and That'd if i have fun have the votes yeah, I mean, how funny was it looking back at Mercedes seeing like spying on you guys coming in with the jeans? Wasn't that, I mean, just hysterical. So good. It's so funny. Yeah, because I just remember her walking in. I don't get to see her like preparing to walk <laughs> in.
1: You know, I see her come in and then Peter's like, give us a second.
0: So. Yeah, no, well, looking back, is there a way you would have played this differently to stay in the game longer? Did you hitch your, you know, uh, you know, did you hitch up to Peter too much, do you think?
1: Well, Yeah, like that's what got me out of this game. But at the same time, I just kind of wanted to prove my point or not prove my point. I wanted to prove to myself I could play a reality TV show super well. And the problem with that is like the best way to play traders is stay under the radar as long as possible. Hope you don't get murdered. Hope you don't get banished. And my thing was I wanted to try to get traders out to the best of my ability to show I'm not I can't be manipulated. And I say that a lot in traders, I just wanted to show that point and and prove it to myself and the thing was if the best way to play it for me would have been like just stay under the radar be everybody's friend and then i make it to like let's say i make it to this episode and then tonight i randomly get killed i would be so mad at myself that i didn't play a better game or like try to do something before i got killed so i'm actually okay that i got killed this way if that makes sense because yeah i was playing the game instead of just randomly getting murdered one night and then it's like I could have done something, but I chose not to, to try to make it to yeah. the end.
0: Uh, a couple more things before we have to let you go. Um, I know you met your girlfriend on Love Island, I believe. Um, but did you see any romance happening between CT and Phaedra? That's the the word on the street. Is that like, yeah, I lit a torch. I, you know, I lit a torch. Did you see anything happen? I missed it. I can't believe I missed it. I'm watching <laughs> it back for the first time. like, how did I miss all this
1: like showmance going on? And I'm like, (laughs) unbelieved by it because I did interviews before the show with CT and Phaedra and CT would always hit like, yeah, it was like doing a uh, love show mixed with murder mystery among us. He was always saying this. I'm like, what love show were you on? (laughs) And now I'm watching it back and I'm like, (laughs) that was the love show (laughs)
0: ct was saying i'm in a love show you didn't know what was it um uh and then did you ever see Trishell's notebook she keeps referring to her notebook and i want to see this thing oh so i have actually you know what i have my notebook right here
1: oh my god I? Wait, i gotta get a picture
0: i gotta get a picture of you hold up your notebook this is history right here so here i'll i'll wait let's see here oh my god this is amazing I love it now. You're like looking through your journal, dear diary.
1: So I'm just trying to get like, what here. So let's see. Can you see all that? So like, that's amazing for
0: people.
1: Yeah. Did you get a picture? Yeah, I did. Thank you. Wow. That's incredible. So we all got journals. So when we go back up into our rooms at the castle, in our rooms, everybody got a notebook so they could take notes about everything. So I, what I did with my, I would write down what everything that I I thought was important that night. I'd write everything down that I heard. And then I'd put people in the tiers. I had my faithful. There's only like four people in it It was myself, guaranteed faithful, uh, John, Peter and Trishel. Then I had my likable category. So I, if you were in my likable category, I wouldn't banish you. <laughs> I had my suspect category, who I thought like were suspects. So if someone mentioned their name at the roundtable, I'd be completely okay banishing them. And then I had
0: my traitors category. I'm like, I'm coming after you. <laughs> uh, and I, I think at this point, you might be able to convince Kevin that he's a traitor. I think if you were like, he's like, maybe I'm a traitor. Like, I, I like I think we could convince <laughs> Kevin he's an actual traitor. If I made it to the fire pit, I probably would have
1: banished Kevin just because... <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, okay, but I gotta let you, I, I gotta let you go here. But you are confirming yep. that you did sleep in the castle. A lot of people wanted to know that if you actually slept in the castle, and you're saying yes, yes, I slept in. Like there was nights where Peter and I would be so tired, we
1: sleep in like the uh, breakfast room. Just
0: <laughs> lay out the <laughs> breakfast. Room. You got you. You don't want to be captured by the traders. And finally, as we wrap up here, are you excited for the reunion? And what are you the most nervous about going into the reunion? About anything?
1: I don't think I have anything to be nervous about in the reunion. I'm more excited just to see everybody again and see what goes down. There's definitely going to be some salty people about some things.
0: Oh God. Anyways, I, I could go on with you another hour. Hopefully you'll come on the show again. I only had limited time with you, but I want to thank you so much. This show moves us. It is the best show ever folks. I've tried to get as many of you to watch it as possible. Carson Bergerson, I am going to be so sad to not see you on my screen this Thursday, but I can't wait to see you at the reunion and I can't wait to see what you do next. Thank you so much for being here. Yes, thank you so much. Elevating my style used to mean breaking the bank, but with Quince, I get high-end, versatile pieces At prices I can actually afford. Now I can upgrade my style by snagging killer luxury essentials that sync with my vibe and my wallet. You guys know I've got a blue linen blazer. Now I have a black leather jacket and I have my eye on this Italian suede trucker jacket. I think that's going to be my next purchase. So Quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style. You're going to have them in your closet forever. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash so good to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F.com slash so good. Tryfirstleaf.com slash so good. Folks, we did it. We are finished with this season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills season 13. I mean, we still have three more reunions left. Uh, episodes, but, uh, but we made it through the season and that's really, we did it together as a family. We made it. Yes. Oh my God. You know, at, at the very end of this episode, we have this very, you know, the, the Mauricio and Kyle picking back up camera scenes. Right. And I, I don't know, I'm just going to start the, the recap with this. Watch what happens live. Kyle Richards was the guest with Kiki Barth from Real Housewives of Miami, which had an g- amazing season finale as well. Kiki kills it. She is definitely not going to be a friend of next season. Regardless, there was footage today. I think I saw it on uh face reality 16, the Instagram account first, and it was Morgan Wade. I'm Morgan Wade, the country singer. She was there with Kyle and she was taking pictures on the watch. What happens live backdrop. And you guys, he puts her arm around Kyle and I can't. I don't know if you're watching the YouTube. I'm not going to stand up. She puts it on the the hit the back, like you know, like the uh, like a little bit of the hand on the hip and a little bit of the hand on the butt, like like a relationship hold. Do you know what I'm saying? I know I I'm, I'm I don't know the words all of a sudden. I'm I'm flustered, but it was a hey, mama, this is my lady kind of hold. Morgan's like I'm gonna put my hand on half of your buttocks, and Kyle was kind of smiling, and I'm like holy shit, I felt like the end of The Usual Suspects. I was like, ha-ha, you guys are doing the hippity-dippity. It is game on, brother. Like, oh my God, you guys, I know a grown man shouldn't be this excited, but it all becomes clear. It all becomes clear, which by the way, very tragic. The relationship ending between Mauricio and Kyle, a 27-year relationship, uh, spawned uh, multiple successful businesses, Uh, not Kyle by Shahida, but other ones, and uh you know beautiful children that we see on this show oh my god seeing portia cry doesn't it just that that did hit you if you don't feel something when you see portia cry who we've seen grow up basically on reality television then you're not a human being i'm joking please don't you are but you know you should feel something um but it just became clear to me that like oh my god that was the thing of kyle like Morgan, just let me get through the Let me just get through through this season. Let me have it air and then we can become public. So I don't know, man, are we going to have, like, I know Andy asked a question at the reunion. Would you ever date Morgan? We see that question being asked at the reunion. I don't know if she's going to quote unquote come out. And I don't know if it's like come out. Like I, I don't want to be offensive to any any of my gay or lesbian audience or non-binary or, you know, uh, uh, trans, anything like that. But love is love period. So I, you know, like I I think sexuality can be, by the way, I'm really, I'm really going hard immediately. I know sexuality can be fluid. So, I mean, obviously Kyle fell in love with this person. And I just wonder if it was one of those things of just let me get through this. Let me get through, You know, and I think that's another reason why they kept it so private from even this season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, because I think Kyle wanted to make sure her family was okay with this. Now, I'm not saying that Kyle is the reason for this separation, not at all. Obviously, Mauricio did a bunch of shit throughout the course of their marriage, and I'm not saying Mauricio's this evil person either. I'm not saying that, but um, it's wild. And I I just had these visions of these conversations that were happening that, hey, just... Let let me get through this. And then we can be more open with our relationship. And I think it was like, let me make sure that the foundation of my family, you know, that that I let them go through what they need to go through emotionally. And then we can let the public know, because I'm sorry, I'm just so like you, you can tell how real this is. Like this ain't for ratings, you guys. If it were for ratings, Kyle would be out there fucking spilling it. And once again, she isn't. In fact, Buying Beverly Hills season two is going to be coming out soon. And Netflix released a, a clip with Mauricio. I talked about it with Kate Casey on yesterday's podcast. And we get a little bit more. We get like a kind of a more openness in regards to that show. W- that clip that I watched in Mauricio talking to his kids about. You know, the separation. But I mean, where where all systems go? I was almost om- guys, I was almost to the fact of listen, they're they're just probably really tight friends, and she has not been around for the majority of the Mauricio relationship. So sometimes when tragedy hits, you do need to trauma bond with somebody that is not part of that initial relationship that you are coming out of. You need somebody to see you with new eyes. You know, there's somebody like I imagine for Kyle. Who has all of these amazing things going for her in terms of her career and family? I'm sure the romantic part of that relationship with Mauricio had been fading over a long period of time. And then to have somebody see you or like, you know, really see you because they only are just like getting to know you, that is a powerful aphrodisiac, isn't it? Thinking about that. Think about that when somebody's like, holy shit, you're amazing. And if you haven't heard that in decades, potentially, and I'm not saying Mauricio didn't tell, but you know what I'm saying if you've been in a long-term relationship, that's got to be so intoxicating to be able to see yourself from somebody new in your life. And it, it's got to give you this sense of, of power and encouragement. And, and especially when parts of your world are falling apart. Uh, She had her friend, you know, remember her friend lost her life this past year. She gave up alcohol. She was working out like a Terminator. I mean, all of these things were happening. Kathy, her relationship with her was on the outs and to have somebody like Morgan. I can only speculate, this is all speculation, but seeing that hand grab on the buttocks and the hip, Uh, Watch what happens live and go look up that clip. I think it's face reality. 16 is the Instagram account. She's great. You'll see exactly what I'm talking about. I mean, it is a very familiar hold. That is not a just, hey, we're buds. That's a, hey, we're buds. And we've seen each other nakeys, you know what I'm saying? So anyways, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, season 13, episode 17, Soirees and Separations. Uh the two S's, soirees and separations. I like it. It's simple but effective. I wanna thank Juliana Caraza who Carraza who has done this entire season of notes. She kills it. You know, uh I she she wrote something at the very end that made me really laugh. I texted her today. And uh, I know she is exhausted of these women, as potentially we all are to some degree. But Juliana, thank you so much. You have always been so so amazing to me in this show. So thank you, thank you, thank you. This is the summary we get from the cable company, folks. Sutton celebrates her success. Oh, she does with an over-the-top shopping day. PK's cook Punta Mita. That's where you go. Sorry, PK's continued absence leaves Dorit questioning her progress. Was she really questioning her progress? The white party is back and bigger than ever. Oh my goodness. A shocking headline forces Kyle to reckon with her marriage. And then we, of course, get the scenes previously on this season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. It's a collection of scenes of Erica getting back to Vegas, you know, like she's getting that residency. And then Erica going, Do you know it's $7 for a bundle of Denise Richards on OnlyFans? And then Denise saying, that is a low blow to bring up my daughter's only fans, and then Erica's like, "You think I'm not gonna go as fucking low as I can? Have you met me?" And then, of course, we had our Barcelona trip where Kyle's like, "Donde está Hermes?" And then, sudden, the past five episodes of, "Well, I'm not just letting Mus go. This is all about my dad, you know, and release the pain that I have, release the pain from my marriage with Christian." Oh, you guys today, I was so tired last night from podcasting and I didn't get a lot of sleep. And then I was rewatching Beverly Hills with the notes. And then I went down a rabbit hole looking up Christian Strack and his net worth. And like, and that you can tell Christian, obviously Sutton's ex is a very private person, a very rich private person. And I would imagine he hates this with every fiber of his being. I'm not saying he's like this horrible, mean person, but you could just tell that he is so private that it must just be kind of like, oh man, oh Sutton, oh, oh man. You just, you don't hear a peep from him. You're not even really seeing his picture ever on this, uh, this show. And in the beginning uh, seasons with Sutton, he wouldn't even let the kids be on there. Which, by the way, I think is kind of a smart move in the beginning because you do want to protect your kids. At that last scene with Kyle and Mauricio and the children, I just wanted one of those kids to look directly to the camera and be like, fuck you. You know, these cameras have made everything so much because think about it. The relationship would probably do whatever it did. But like being on television for 13 seasons, that can really mess up relationships on top of the normal degradation that relationships go through anyways. And for kids to be a part of that whole thing, I just wonder if they harbor any resentment, even though they know the game, they know it's good for business. I just wondered those kids and kids in general on reality television, what they think about it as they grow up. Anyway, Sutton had released everything. She's 52 now. She's not just a 24-year-old girl who moved to New York. We also had the Anna Marie uh stricture. You if you have a stricture in your esophagus, chew your food more, Sutton. We have Crystal and Anna Marie, you know, having that little tiff. And then we have the PK scenes of, but a lot of fear in you isn't rational, Dory. So we have to talk about that. Andreet's like, that's true. They were actually here because PK is off in London. I do want to tell people, listen, I don't know the, the you know, he's not, uh, listen, I never thought I would ever defend PK for anything, but he wasn't off gallivanting. He was off filming a TV show from my understanding. I think it's for the BBC. I think it might already be out, but it's like a real estate show. What my understanding though is it, it's kind of like the apprentice but like he's like a real estate mogul i'm not sure i you might have heard about it but that's what he's out there doing um i imagine his family does need money but yeah it's gotta suck especially coming off of a year where you've been like you know robbed twice once violently um and then sutton uh and then we get to the, the the flashback scenes from the weed party where Sutton's like kyle is there something going on in your personal life And Anna Marie's like, with what, though? And Garcelle's like, her marriage. And then Kyle going in another scene with Morgan Wade. Kyle's like, people are really confused by our friendship. And the tattoo artist is like, how did you guys meet? How awkward that must have been for the tattoo artist. And Morgan going, she stalked me. She stalked me. Now put her initial on my body, just like normal platonic friends do. And then we have Mauricio grabbing Kyle's face and kissing her earlier in the season. And like, it, it was it was like fucking like, uh, you know, <laughs> it's like Mauricio is like a clove of garlic and Kyle's a vampire in that scene because Kyle pulls back so violently. And Mauricio's like, hey, love being." And, and Kyle's like, well, don't be kissing me like that. And he's like, I can kiss you whenever I want. And then Kyle to Mauricio going, I want to be a place in my life where I feel happy and fulfilled. The season opens up with a bop. I lose control. Let the music touch your soul and move, move, move. It's how you do it, how you do it. And we are at SoFi Stadium, folks. This SoFi Stadium, it's a newer stadium over the last couple of years. So beautiful. A Range Rover pulls up with Kyle and her friend and personal assistant, and they get out to meet Erica, who is working her shift as a janitor at SoFi. <laughs> I decided to really, uh, you know, work for a living. No, it's one day before Kyle's famous white party. It used to be Kyle and Mauricio's, but I think it's very obvious this is just Kyle's. And Jen is like, you are skinny as a needle. You look incredible. Thank you. Thank you. And Kyle's like, skinny as a needle, which I was like, (laughs) an ozempic needle. You know what I'm talking about? Up top. I'm joking. It's hormones. And Erica goes, skinny as a needle. All right. Let's get this going. And Kyle's like, people keep saying to me, am I misunderstanding? Are you having your white party at SoFi Stadium? Well, that's what I've been saying too, Kyle. I'm having a join. I do want to point out really quickly. We have this misconception in America, but I'm, you know, in California, you see, you know, this, you are so skinny, even at the very end, uh, there's another skinny comment when it's a scene between Erica and Kyle. And it really is this, you are so skinny. You know, oh my God, that's such a compliment. You are so skinny. And it just shows how we really view being skinny as some kind of bar of gold in this country. I'm sure all over the world. And listen, I've struggled with my weight my entire life. I mean, my entire life. And I think about my weight on a daily basis. I hate myself because of certain aspects of my body. I have, you know, I've talked about this on the the podcast before you know just really hate it and uh, you know there have been times oh man i was at my skinniest like like 5 years ago and i was basically i mean i had to work my ass off and it was so hard uh, to do that and you know it, i really i mean it just we 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 get so wrapped up in weight so it's so sometimes harmful to like see them still even these rich successful women be passing these compliments around like that's like that's what you should be proud of you know (laughs) like instead of like being a good person i mean that's what we kind of value sometimes and that can be frustrating for all of us anyways kyle's like the white party is very nostalgic for us because it's always been about our family and we get a lot of flashbacks of kyle and mauricio this episode but we have one in 2010 where kyle's like honey you look gorgeous and mauricio's like so do you love being i love you and then 2013 mauricio and kyle falling into a pool float together and kyle laughing how do we get out and mauricio's like we don't love being and kissing her. Kyle continues in the talking head. I'd much rather put my energy and focus on planning a white party than all the stuff I'm dealing with in my personal life. So the white party is coming back. Bigger and better than ever. Now, talk about somebody that uh has said some weird things about weight. We have luxury celebrity event planner Kevin Lee. She, 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 she. Remember Kevin Lee, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills earlier seasons? Kevin Lee also said a really nasty comment to Katie Maloney back in the day. He's waiting inside of the stadium for him. And I got to tell you, I mean, he is iconic in terms of Housewives. I was kind of shocked to see him. I forgot. Sometimes you just forget about these. Insanely vibrant characters in Housewives Pass. Anyways, he's waiting in the stadium and Kyle's like, Hi, how are you? And Kevin Lee's like, How are you, my love? She, 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 she. And he's just a character. He looks literally like he hasn't aged at all, which very much scares me. Um, the camera pans are on the stadium. It's so huge, so empty. And Kyle's like, We just have to fill this up with our friends, guys. I don't have that many friends. And Erica's like, Honestly, I couldn't fill up this little row of seats, girl. And then Erica's friend, Luciana arrives and Erica's like, Hey guys, this is my friend, Luciana. This is Kyle. Luciana's like, lovely to meet you. (laughs) So we're (laughs) sorry. Uh, We meet Abby Fawcett, an event manager at SoFi. And uh, Erica, they're walking through the tunnel that the football players go through. They start running through it. And Erica's like, is this a tunnel like I got run out for the Super Bowl or how I run away from the victims? Ah, LOL. And they come out onto the football field and Kyle's like, whoa, we have it all to ourselves. Anyways, they're asking, how did she pull this off? And Kyle lets us know she did that direct TV commercial. Remember that football commercial that was really funny? Um, they show that commercial and Kevin Lee is pointing around. He's like, this is where we put the stage right here. <laughs> she, 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 she. Eric and I talking heads like, I cannot believe that, number one, that Kyle's having a party here and she asked me to perform. Little old me, Erica Jane. We get a flashback to two weeks earlier at a luncheon that we didn't see anything of. We're just getting this tiny flashback from where Kyle's like, how would you feel, Erica, to perform? And Erica's like, oh, of course. Are you kidding? Are you kidding? By the way, I was kind of like, are you kidding? I was like, Kyle, really? Like, did you spend that much money on the stadium that you got to chintz out on the entertainment i'm joking but you could tell this is obviously a big deal for her a big deal for anyone i mean at the end erica only plays the one song i'm curious from the people that were there and i did know a lot of people that were there um if she did a full concert it was just that one song but i love erica i love that this is like back on top this is And in a sense, yeah, it's a stadium, but it's an empty stadium for a party of your friend that you're on a show with. But I don't want to shit on it. Eric continues in a talking head. Erica, you got this far. Just a warm up for your Vegas residency. You have a chance to redeem yourself. Erica Jane is back and she's at SoFi Stadium. So take that. But it is different when customers have to pay to see you. You know, anyways, tomato, tomato. Um, But also a chance to redeem yourself. I just find lines like that interesting because redeeming yourself, it can take all forms, right? It can actually be meeting with the victims, continuing to check in on them for what your husband did, even though you're not directly involved, like you say, that can also redeem you as well. Not just performing, um, but that's good for you because that's your passion and you do need to follow your passion in this world. Anyways, Kyle's joking. It's like, hey, can they add White Party 2023? And Kevin Lee's like, of course, Kyle's 2023. Oh, no, not my name. And Kevin's like, why not? It's your party. And Kyle's like, it's embarrassing. Kyle and I talk and that goes, I learned about Kevin Lee from Lisa Vanderpump. We have now invoked the name of Lisa Vanderpump, one of Kyle's mortal enemies. Goodbye, Kyle. Can you believe we don't talk to Kyle anymore? She's never invited the jacuzzi. I can't believe that. Um, Kevin Lee, in a flashback at 2012, directing a party setup at Villa Rosa. Kevin Lee is like, looks gorgeous, doesn't it? And Lisa surveying the setup, wow, it does look beautiful. Mainly work with Nick now, Kevin. I'm sorry. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Recently, The Big Flop looked at The Swan, a competition show between women who were hoping to transform their physical appearance. The problem? The women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Unsurprisingly, it all led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus. Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Kevin Lee's like, more bling, 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 bling. That's all we need. She, 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 she. Beverly Hills, right? Oh, my God. I feel like the biggest idiot ever. Anyways. Kyle continues to talk head, And if I'm going to be doing a party that is so over the top that it's SoFi Stadium, I need an over the top party planner. No, you don't. Anyways, Ka- Kyle's like, Kevin, we talked about the cheerleaders being out here already. I would like them to make an entrance. And Kevin's like, no. So when you're walking out, they're going to cheer you. And Kyle's like, no wonder you do Lisa Vanderpump's parties. This is sounding very Lisa Vanderpump. Kyle, get, get, listen, Stop. Stop. What are you doing, Kyle? Like, listen, I hope Lisa Vanderpump comes back one day. I hope this but this is so, this is beneath you at this point, Lisa. I mean, the Kyle, like, don't keep bringing up Lisa. It's just, it's stupid. It's petty. And it makes you look super weird. Kevin Lee's like, I've been doing Lisa's party for years. I do this for you. And Kyle's like, I need you to cheer me on. It's for you, my dear. And Kyle begins to dra- dramatically impersonate Lisa. No, I would never let them do that to me. Please. No, please. I want to be humble. Stop, stop, stop. Okay, when do I start? She does a really good Lisa. They're all laughing. A new song plays, which by the way, here's an idea. You know how they have like now, that's what I call music. And they have like, like 8 billion of those. Why don't we do like a now... That's what I call music, Bravo background music, because I hear so many songs that I'm like, these are just, je- there's no way these songs are real and they last more than 30 seconds. But this is, I want it all, I want it Oh oh. they can't hold us down, they can't stop us now, I want it all, I want it all, 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 And we're at Beverly Hills with Sutton Strack and her daughter Porter, and they're meeting Sutton's jewelry designer, Martin Katz. Imagine being so rich that you have a jewelry designer my jewelry designer is the same as my clothing designer. It's old Navy. Sometimes they'll have little, I did go through a bracelet phase when I was in my twenties. like, I remember having like this leather bracelet that I thought was super cool. Oh God. I, I should show you pictures one day, you guys. Anyways, anyways uh, the motto at his place, it says jewels like no other. His other motto should be Bring your divorce settlements. Anyways, Martin's like, welcome to the penthouse. And uh, they're all getting situated. And Sutton and the talking head's like, well, this is such a special day for me. I say, I say, I've got Porter home from school. I've had my store for four years and it survived a pandemic. I really want to celebrate this new, strong, independent woman. I want to show Porter that as a woman, we can do this. Anyways, Martin's like, okay, so why don't we browse a little bit? And he's showing like these tennis bracelets worth $455,000. And, uh, you know, Kelly, the wife of Martin's like, hey, you don't need anyone to help you put this on. And son's like, well, yeah, there's no one that helps me. Trust me. Oh, my God. That's just not true. Avi's her assistant. There's many people that help something. Anyways, we see a 20-carat mint tourmaline. Tourmaline. It's $89,000. And then Martin shows this thing. He just finished these sapphire and diamond earrings. And son's like, whoa, those are pretty. And I'm talking that, she's like, well, in my previous life, asking permission was not fun. Christian bought, bought all my jewelry. This is like freedom. Break those chains, Sutton. Break those chains. Freedom. Well, I can do whatever I want. And there's no guilt around it. I do think, I do want to point out, didn't she say she gets like $370,000 a month after taxes, if I'm not mistaken, every month? So yeah, you. it's so, you know, it's like, yeah, you are. I don't know. I love Sutton. I love Sutton. Anyways, um, she has these earrings on and Martin's like, well, why don't you show her that little ring you're wearing, Kelly? It's a light blue diamond and the light blue diamond ring, guys. Guess what? It, $9 million. $9 million. And son's like, well, Brett, my business manager, I say, I say, he killed me. Well, Porter, that's her daughter. What's your choice? And by the way, this Porter, she, what a beautiful young woman. And I also, that talking about Kyle's kids, I really, truly wonder what she thinks of her mom being on television. Because she just does seem like this delightful young woman. And I'm so curious what her emotional makeup is. Anyways, Porter pauses and then points to these earrings. I like these. And son's like, well, okay, I'm doing these. And these earrings, you guys, $68,000. Imagine that, a $68,000 purchase. Like, imagine that. There have been years. I mean, there have been like, there have been times where I did not make $68,000 in three years. No, like, can you imagine? Like three years and imagine spending that in one day. Anyway sudden tu net well I've struggled with a lot of things since my divorce I think all of my children kind of saw me sink in a little I say I say and I really want all of them especially Porter to see me thriving. Anyways, uh, Sutton also sees these diamond earrings potentially for uh, Porter's graduation that are $46,000. Uh, Sutton still talking in the head, talking head Well, not see me being a cliche of a wealthy woman sitting around planning galas and a moo eating bonbons. Porter, we don't we don't do that. I say I say we go to work. I like she's talking about this cliche, but in a sense, she's also living a different cliche. I mean, we all kind of fall our, like, into these cliches in our own lives, but she is this other kind of cliche of a real housewife now, right? And I am glad that Sutton's out there. And I, I would... I would be so curious to see video of Sutton back in the day. Was she having to be this very buttoned up, demure woman? If you look at old pictures of Sutton and Christian, you know, very different fashion sense. She was the wife of a very powerful man. So it is awesome that she gets to go out there and kind of be this quirky person that has always been in there. I think this is a a really interesting journey to watch. Anyway, Sutton's like, well, it's just been a long journey. And I think I'm, uh," she's like, having an emotional moment. She's like, well, it was really hard when daddy said he was moving. You know, and Porter's like, I know. And son's like, well, when we got married, I kind of lost my independence a little bit. And now I can't believe what I've been able to do. And her daughter's like, I know, I'm happy you're happy. And son's like, well, I just want you to know that going forward in your life, keep your independence, fall in love, have babies, I say, I say, and always wear sunscreen. No, she goes, never lose that person. And don't let that hard worker in you go, I say, I say. And Porter just smiles. She's like, I won't, I won't. Just a lovely young woman. Um, I do think it's funny. It's like, she says, keep your appendix, but fall in love and have babies. Um, You can do both. All the single ladies, all the single ladies. Um, and then Sutton's like, well, then you can buy me jewels, Porter. And Porter's like, I'd love to. And Sutton's like, well, you better. Oh my God, this Porter, she's going to think about like, I hope Sutton lives forever. Like, honestly, I hope it like billions of billions of years. But if she does, this Porter is going, let just think about like the jewelry. She's going to inherit a new song plays. If it's written in the stars, close your eyes and listen to the rhythm of your heart. And it's Kyle's white party. We are at the stadium with a bird's eye view of the party layout in the middle of a football field, about 50 yards long. And it has Kyle's name written. It's not Kyle and Mo Kyle written on it, which by the way, I almost thought if Kris Jenner wasn't wearing her glasses and she was watching Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, she would have thought it said Kylie and sued Kyle Richards, but it does say Kyle. And the only reason I'm joking about Kris Jenner, because I didn't have my glasses on and I said, oh, it says Kylie. Anyways, Sophia, one of Kyle's daughters, like, oh my God, it's gorgeous. And Alexia, one of her other daughters, oh, this is the coolest party, uh, the coolest thing I've ever seen. The party budget, you guys, $400,000. $400,000. Now I was trying to really think about this. Like how much of this did Kyle play pay? How much did real housewives of Beverly Hills throw in for the finale? Did SoFi obviously cut them a deal because they're a new newer stadium. It shows off how gorgeous the facility is. Like, I want to really know what came out of Kyle's pocketbook because remember, we've seen Kyle's other parties in the past that actually are these big parties that go towards charity. A lot of things. Anyways, Kyle's like, Kevin Lee, you have outdone yourself. She, 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 she. And she's in this big Aspen, Colorado sweater, sweatsuit thing. Um. Anyways, Kevin Lee is hugging Kyle. She's like, what do you think? Do you love it? And Kyle's like, oh my gosh. Wow. They show the live concert setup for Erica and that came to $50,000. It'd be great if it just said $500. And Kevin Lee is pointing out things. Look at these palm trees. And Kyle's like, the scale of where we are. And Kevin's like, do you see the palm trees? All real palm trees. We just make it all white. And these white palm trees, $14,000. And Kyle's like, oh, my God. And Kevin is showing Kyle her giant five-yard-long name. Look at this floor. She, 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 she. And Kyle's like, what on God's green earth? I love when we start to talk like grandmas and grandpas. I do this all the time. I'm like, Hey, pass me a word. There's original. I want to tell you a story. Kyle and I talking head's Ed's like, I want the SoFi stadium ground to open up a hole and swallow me right up. Just like I want Morgan Wade to do to me as well. Kyle's like, is this hard to take off the lettering? And Kevin's like, impossible. Kyle in a talking head says, why is Kevin not getting that this party is not all about me? Ha, oh, I know why. He's used to throwing parties for people who do think the party's all about them. And the producers do a troll echoing a voiceover of Lisa Vanderpump. Darling, I love it. And Kyle goes, Hahaha. I love in the sense, uh, you know, in the face of tragedy and real horrible personal events, we can still find time to be extremely petty. And that is the triumph of the human spirit, folks. Kyle whispers to Alexia, help me, I'm actually dead. And Alexia is like, everyone's going to be on the dance floor anyway. And Kyle's like, oh, no one's going to notice. The custom tile with Kyle says $450 and Kyle's integrity. We're getting ready for the white party. Round robin begins. Round robin is when we see all the ladies getting glam. We're at Anna Marie Wiley's house. Anna Marie's like, Do you know what you're wearing tonight? And Marcellus is like, All white. And Anna Marie's like, oh, Really? That's enlightening. And he's like, I mean, that's actually good because I don't have to think. I only have like three things. Then we zoom over to Garcelle's and Garcelle's like, Erica's performing. So I said to Denise Richards and she goes, oh, Erica seems like she's in a good place. And I said, yeah, I think she is. She's really excited about her residency. She goes, you can do that. And I said, what do you mean you can do that? And she goes, you can lip sync. And Garcelle goes, whoa. Does like does Erica Jane ever do live vocals in any of her performances? I mean it's fine but even countess Ann, when i've seen her has done live vocals even when i've asked her not to uh erica and mikey erica's creative director <laughs> mikey minden <laughs> they, i mean wh- what a journey right what a journey just hang in folks no matter how down and out you are you too will be at sofi stadium one day erica goes wait why does it say kyle in the middle of the floor huh <laughs> Well, because she paid for it, doofus. And Mikey's like, <laughs> I wondered the same thing, Erica. And Erica's like, whatever. It's not my party. I'm here to work. Yeah, I'm like a giant. I gotta work that dog. No. It is, I like when Erica gets a little cocky when she's like, we're just here, we're just here to ent- entertain the masses. I like when she like treats herself like she is Lady Gaga. Like I want to see, wait, what oh My I got? I just watched that documentary about the we are, the making of the We Are the World. We need- Oh my god, 2024. We know we need a We Are the World with just we need a type of song that's like We Are the World that can go to charity, but just with Bravo liberties. You got Adriana Damora, DJ James Kennedy, Tom Sandoval, Erica Jane, Countess Luann. Imagine these people all doing a charity track. We are the world. We are the children. We are the one. You think about day. Anyways. We're now over at the Minkoffs. I got to tell you, folks, this Rob Minkoff, I am crushing hardcore on this man. This guy is all man to me. This guy is hysterical. He has a line at the end that I just fell in love with him harder. Not only did he do The Lion King, one of my favorite animated films of all time. Can I tell you, folks, I uh, <laughs> this was in high school. I worked at a movie theater I worked at Harkins movie theater at fashion square mall in Scottsdale when I was a kid, uh, one of my jobs and they remember the Disney store was, it was a big shop. And I remember I bought a, <laughs> I had a Simba stuffed animal. eat your heart out, Bergie. I slept with a Simba stuffed animal after the Lion King came off. It was like 1993, I think, or something. And, uh, <laughs> and I had, a, I guys, I even had a girlfriend at the time and like, we we were both Disney free. Oh my God. And you know what's so funny? I you know, you would think I would have turned into a Disney adult, but I didn't. I don't know. Something to think about. Anyways, Rob's like, Crystal, I can't find my white jacket. I think Lucy took it to the dry cleaner. Crystal's like, I've asked you every day, do you have your white? Can you imagine? Like, I have asked you every day, do you have your white jacket? <laughs> That's just an uncommon thing to ask somebody. And Rob's like, well, Lucy said she was going to pick up everything from the dry cleaner. Ah, I'm going to have to call her. Then we go over to Dorit's house. She's making a FaceTime call to PK Punta Mita. That's where you go. Remember last season when he was trying, he got her to go to They All Vacation at Punta Mita. And he kept going, Punta Mita. All right. All right. Anyways, Dorit is FaceTiming with PK. And Dorit's like there's my baby. Beep, boop, 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 boop. I'm missing you. And PK's like, me too. I can't believe you got this big thing tonight. It says PK's London trip day 25 on the Chiron. And Dorit's like, I know. And Dorit and I are talking there goes, PK is still in London for work. He knew that this white party was on the calendar. He knew how much it meant to me that he was with me. Um, Yeah, I get it. But like, I don't know. I would have to see his work schedule here, but I do think sometimes work, but watching Kyle and Mauricio, you got to make these little moments count for your spouse, right? You got to make these little moments count. They're obviously going through their own thing. We saw as well, but even if it, and I think men are like this. They just like, I was even thinking of a Christian Sutton's husband. They just kind of, they put their head down and they work. There's like this caveman aspect to it of like this breadwinner kind of aspect. And oh my God, you guys, it was, man, I remember, do you remember during, do you remember the pandemic? Do you remember, if you were listening to the show back then, my parents rented a place in Long Beach area, like near the 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 beach in Long Beach, because my mom loved the ocean. This was before she always had some form of cancer, but it was before she was really sick. So it was during the pandemic and maybe it was around, I don't know when it was specifically, but um, it was really tension filled too, because it was the 2020 elections is that right what yeah 2020 election it was like it was 2019 I get my god you guys is that right yeah I think it is right holy crap sorry anyways I remember the last day of the trip it was the three of us we were at this you know you'd have to eat at the restaurants outside and we were at this like hole-in-the-wall cafe And we were, you know, we always tried not to talk politics, but sometimes we would. And I remember it got into this conversation where we were talking, you know, it was really scary at times, you know, we were talking about the election and talking about like martial law potentially, you know, because there were, there were protests and riots. And we thought, you know, like depending on the election, things can look worse. And, um, and my, We were talking about guns and my parents have always been really anti gun. My dad was in Vietnam. He just, he, you know, never believe I have never owned a gun nor have thought of owning a gun. Uh, but I remember my dad was like, I, you know, I'm thinking about getting a gun. And my mom was like, Bill, no, Bill, no. And my dad, you know, he goes, I'm a protector. I'm he literally said, I'm a protector at the table. And this is like the sun's still out. And I almost burst out laughing because I've never in my entire life, my dad has never said something about being a protector or a breadwinner, but he always like. I'm a protector, you know? And I just thought how funny you're like, I mean, I was like, dad, never own a gun in your life, but like, I'm a protector. And I was like, we sometimes get this bullshit caveman aspect to like male, like us men where we do this, like I'm a protector or a breadwinner. And I don't know. I don't, sorry to go without that, that, that pivot. Uh, anyways, Anyway, Mr. Reed is telling PK eight months ago. PK, had you been in London all this time and had to keep delaying your return, I know that it would have created a bit of resentment in me. And PK is like, I wouldn't have done this eight months ago. I wouldn't have extended my trip because you were not in a place that I would have been able to do it or wanted to do that. Right? And she's like, Yeah, but poor Jagaloo, he's growing up without a PK. No, he's like. Yeah, but you did do that, Bubba. You did. I love when there's like a little bit of an intense conversation with couples and they throw in their little like pet names for each other. Like, you did do that, you little teddy bear. You did. It's like, wait, maybe we shouldn't use those kind of familiarities when we're really talking seriously. Dorito in her talking head is like, PK can say that he's starting to understand my putster better, my PTSD. We get a flashback to that therapy scene again, where PK is like, I'm not seeking to irritate you. I'm seeking to understand you. But his actions don't show it. She says in a talking head, PK in the FaceTime call goes, I want you to put things in perspective. I was with you a few weeks ago and I'm going to be back next week. No, honey, I get that. I just like having you around. Imagine. Well, thank God for that. Not all the time. Sometimes you're incredibly annoying, people. Boop, boop, boop. Well, sometimes I don't get a chance to tell you about it sometimes because I don't get a word in. Oh my God, PK! In a talking head, she's like, I love my husband, but I just hope eventually that something can change because I have moments when I worry, will we be able to stay together? Three here is the doorbell ring. Glam, gotta go, gotta go. We're back at the stadium. These caterers are getting set up, and Mauricio and Alexis's boyfriend Jake are getting dropped off by the driver. And Mo is just dressed for the white party. Dry, you know, goes through this tunnel with all these female, like cheerleader people, and he's like, "Hey, this is fun. All right, hello, ladies, little love beans." Are you all cheerleaders? (laughs) I'm feeling vibes here. It's very Dancing with the Stars. Maybe that's in my future. Who knows? Um, Mauricio enters the field and sees the layout. He's like, oh, amazing. Are you kidding me? He says to the staff, I I think my wife's hosting this thing. Where's Kyle? Uh, Well, I I think she's my wife. Who knows? Uh, She's with that uh, country singer over there. Uh, the, the, The one with the neck tattoos? Yeah, that one. I'm Morgan. I'm hiding in Sofa Stadium. Anyways, Kyle's getting glammed by Angel Farah, her daughter 34 is in there. Um it would be great if Morgan is disguised as like Kevin Lee, you know, like she, 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 she. It's not, it's not Morgan Wade, it's me. Kevin Lee. She, 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 she Lisa Vanderpump. Kyle goes, how much more snacks does something need to be? You're 30-something years old, she's telling her daughters. Grey's Anatomy,
1: the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 98 Central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So
0: In another stadium VIP box, Erica is getting her glam done. And Mikey's like, you have not done a show in four years, okay? So I feel like the extra pressure to like, what is the glam look we're doing? And Clyde, Erica's hairstylist, is like, well, are you feeling some hair around your face? I will do anything you want me to do. She is a professional, you guys. I'll do a swim cap, bitch. I don't even care. She is a collaborator. She is here to work and do what she does best. More guests begin to arrive. we got Crystal and Rob. Rob has located his white jacket. So that is a load off anyways uh they're getting out they're walking through the cheerleaders and the feather fans and uh there's a lady in red on a small pedestal to usher them through then you know they go through that passageway with the los angeles rams cheerleaders and their blue cheerleader skirts and tops and white pom-poms mauricio is there to welcome guests and uh he sees robin crystal he's like nice to see you uh, you know like hey I, i'm still a part of this huh um they're just doing the hi how are you sutton's dropped off next uh, thank God she's balanced at this point. She proceeds through the fanfare and she sees the lady in red. She's like, Well, you're very tall. These are freaking real cool. I'll say, I'll say, these are quite a spread. And Mauricio's like, Yeah, we decided to do something small. Like Mauricio trying to act like he was a part of this at all. Garcelle arrives next. She's like, This is incredible. Garcel and the Talking Head goes, for someone who doesn't drink and would rather stay home and read books, this is a little bit of a contradiction, but I mean, wow. Go big or go home. Yes, Kyle Richards. I love in these things, they can support each other in these kind of grandiose events. Also, what kind of books do you think Garcelle reads? I like to read a nice John Grisham. I'm a big Grisham head. Kyle is still up in her VIP box getting her makeup. Uh, The field is filling with guests. We see the iconic Faye Resnick, who, of course, has been on the show many times and also famous for the OJ trial. And I would love to reach out to Faye to talk about the similarities between OJ and Tom Sandoval, and hopefully I will do that one day. Anna Marie and Marcellus arrive. Remember, Marcellus is a former Charger football player himself, and he's going, he's like, Hey, all right. All right. This is amazing. You're starting lineup. You ladies are all tens. Not, not like my wife, 8.5. Am I right? Cynthia Bailey arrives, you guys. Jeff Lewis. I saw Jeff all at one. I was cracking up. He's there mingling. Garcelle's doing small talk, going, I'm going to find a pastor and a husband tonight. And then Jeff Lewis, he's like, well, this one's working real hard tonight, and Cynthia Bailey is feeling his face, and he's like, "This is all extra." And Jeff's like, "It's tight, it's tight." And then Jeff, like, is involved in the spilling of a drink, and Son's like, "Really, Cynthia? Cynthia, really? Are you kidding me?" I uh, <laughs> the Jeff Lewis of it all, it just cra- I did not expect to see Jeff. He, did, I, I just, I also, I've got to listen to today's show if he talked about it at all, but it cracked me up kyle arrives with her daughters and kyle yells it's expensive to be us 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 kyle is spending money like it goes out of style this year god uh camila rot you know what you know it's like when i go through painful things like i always like oh my god you're spending so much money but it's like on twenty dollar vinyl records or like books it's not on like $400,000 stadiums. So it's a little different. And I'll still feel guilty about that. Like, ask anybody in my life. I will always feel guilty about like buying something for myself. And then when I do buy something for myself, I literally worry about it for like weeks. And I'm like, oh, should I return that? Is this bad? Uh- Ooh, how to take a break to rest my voice. And uh, I scroll through TikTok. <clears throat> I've been on TikTok more recently which is a bad sign. And the TikToks that I watch are so dumb. It's like I always skip past any reality show ones because I talk about that crap so much. Um, But um, the ones I do, like I watch people and I know that like I watch people just eat food. Like I watch this guy. It's like, I got a big ass burrito. And then I'm always like disgusted yet intrigued. And I'm like, is he going to eat this whole thing? And then he eats the whole thing. And I sit there and watch it like a fucking idiot. And then I, I, there's this other guy I watch that he collects like old, like army rations. He's like, this is a piece of bread from the twenties in a can tin. And then he opens it. And like, it just, I get that. And then of course, Keith Lee, the food blogger, if you know who he is, like, I got it. Let's try it and rate it one to ten. I love that man. That man is so amazing I don't know. He just touches my heart so much, but it is so funny, the shit that I'll watch. And like I said, I've been watching it more lately to relax. I don't I say to relax and I laugh as I say that out loud. But then you'll get on it and then, you know, just an hour will pass of just you. Anywho, let's get back to this insanity at SoFi Stadium. Dorit walks in and she's like so chic it's like Jamie lee curtis's wind chimes Beep, boop, 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 boop. um finally kyle walks in with all the daughters and we see jeff lewis going hey can i want hey can i have one of those napkins Sutton? do you need both and son's like well no i'm sorry we're looking at kyle right now kyle is on the football field jeff lewis i'll say i'll say in a talking head, she's like, um, people, we got an entrance coming in. Anyone? Come on. He all the girls walking in. They're walking in. Where's Mauricio? I say, I say, we've been looking for him since that memorial service. Where is he? She looks everywhere around in her talking head with her hands up in the air. I mean, really getting a shady talking head. Think about how far Sutton has come. Remember when these girls were shouting her down and they still try to, but Sutton, you gotta hand it to her, has come such a long way. They show Mauricio at this point, getting himself a plate of food and laughing with someone just completely not paying attention to what's going on. And a producer has to go, Hey, your wife's coming out. And he's like, Oh, she, she admits that she's my wife. No, he goes, uh, like right now. Okay. I'm I'm eating fast now uh everybody's watching them walk out they think it's amazing and mauricio runs over to him and he's like hey look how beautiful you girls look and kyle has you know kyle looks like he's gonna walk right by him and mauricio stops her he's like oh my god honey look at you morgan must be so proud no anyways mauricio's like okay let me twirl girls let me see and kyle's like i can't do the twirl her dress will tangle but also i don't think he'll She'll do anything that Mauricio asks at this point. Uh, Anyways, uh, Mauricio's like, all you girls are slain. Yeah. Uh, Kyle pops up. uh, Kyle stops at Sutton, gives her a hug. And she's like, that was an entrance. And then Kyle air kisses Jeff Lewis. And Jeff is like, this outfit looks good on you. And Kyle's like, fuck you, Jeff Lewis and your damn fucking podcast talking shit about me. And we get a headline um, from, that says, Jeff Lewis thinks Kyle Richards was taking Ozempic. And Jeff's like, you lost more weight, Kyle. And Kyle's like, I am very fit. I have never taken a diet drug. Fix it. And Jeff's like, I did fix it. I fixed it that morning. And Kyle's like, okay, I love you. I think this, I cannot wait to poke fun at Jeff uh, to next week and ask about this. But also Kyle Richards came on the show a couple weeks ago on Jeff's show. And did one of the best interviews I've heard Kyle do, um, where I was like, it filled in so many little spots that I think sometimes the show leaves out. Anyways, Dorit there is uh, air kissing with Garcelle. Wow, you look gorgeous, Garcelle. We have put aside our differences. And Garcelle's like, so do you, so do you. Uh, Dorit's wearing a sparkly glitter on her eyelids. And then Anna Marie, uh, the friend of, is saying hello to Sutton. She's like, the white and the makeup and the hair and your esophagus? Denise Richards arrives with her husband, Aaron. We have the return of Aaron. Aaron, oh my God, I missed this man. I wish he had talked this episode so we could get updates on Big Pharma, following him around, 5G, Faraday cages, all of the greatest hits of Aaron. I mean, this man, that dinner scene where Mauricio is stoned out of his mind and Aaron is, oh, just uh, chef's kiss. Anyways, Denise is like, oh, this is a big ass party. And Denise is like, oh, shit marcellus uh says that kyle looks beautiful and kyle's like i really should have some footballs laying around for a little fun huh the dj is playing a sparkly mascot is dancing and crystal asks to read if pk's there and he's in london oh hey Aaron, it's been so long how are you you big dick thing you look like a beautiful little chick denise denise is just wearing white jeans and a pink and white baseball jacket not all white and denise laughs like "Huh." Is that PK here? And Dorit's like, no, he's in London. I know. I was just telling them. Wait, he's pink allowed? Pointing to Denise's jacket. And Denise is like, I mean, I have white on. Dorit in the talking head goes, last time I told Denise that her jacket was upside down and that did not go well. Why would you then say anything about her outfit tonight, Dorit? Anyways, we had that flashback about Denise having her jacket on backwards. And Denise is like, stop it. I know what you're doing, Dorit. And Dorit's like, about your jacket? And Denise is like, I don't give a flying ass fuck about a jacket. Dorit continues in a talking head. I don't want to be the one to tell them. It's a white party. Denise responds to Dorit, whatever. They show Vegas showgirls. Kyle's with Faye Resnick and saying like remember the first parties we did we had like a little makeup our own photo booth we painted the stencils for the background of the photo booth because we were on a budget they show a photo of kyle mauricio and the four daughters in the photo booth with the black stenciling from the 2008 white party and it just goes to show you too like all like what What is it? Mo' money, mo' problems, right? Like, I bet sometimes they wish they could all go back there. Isn't there a year of your life that you wish you could go back? A moment that you wish you could go back? I'm not talking about some like loved one, like, but just a, a party that made you feel the best with all your family and friends. Anyways, Kyle's like, I think we even tried cooking ourselves one year. I don't know. <laughs> Imagine that. Doing labor. <laughs> garcelle to Sutton's like this is so amazing oh i love your shoes Sutton. and then she's wearing these silver and gold like little ankle strap platforms with a decorative b on each foot and Sutton's like well i bought some baubles. i bought a little bobble. she tugs on her ear to signify the new sapphire earrings and garcelle's like is that going to be worth the kitchen in my beach house those earrings and Sutton laughs she's like well, yeah yeah you them away from erica jane i say i say Anyways, the camera really zooms tight on those earrings. Garcelle goes, have you heard from Steve? Steve is that guy that you went on the date at the uh, the Rusty Cow, the Angry Hen, whatever that bar was, the, the Rusty Crow. Anyways, son's like, well, yeah, I have heard from Steve. I heard from him in like two days after he ghosted me. And I, I just decided, you know what? That is not good enough for me. Not good enough for sudden Strack. But that's not a ghost. Like... A ghost, I think, would be like three or four or five or six or seven days. Two days. That's not a ghost. But good for you, Sutton. Garcelle's like, well, there's other Steves in the fish. Uh, I think she meant like fish in the sea. Anyway, Sutton's like, well, oh, I'm sure there is, Garcelle. Well, I mean in the sea. I don't know. ha, <laughs> ha fuck Steve, we're good. In a talking head, Sutton's like, well, I'm going to give my success on getting the second date, and then we're going to really get ass out on a third date to Alessandra. I'm going to give it to her. Remember, Alessandra is the matchmaker that was like, oh, my God, I am the happiest matchmaker that has ever been. Screw you, Patty Stanger. We get a flashback to Alessandra doing that of like, oh, my God, yay. Sutton continues in a talking head, well, I've become way more confident in how I present myself to men. That I want to date, but I've also realized, I say I say it's not as important to me as I thought it was. What I really wanna do, what what I really want to date right now is my business. That's what I'm in love with. I'm gonna I'm gonna marry my business. If that was legal and the the city of West Hollywood gonna marry my business. And my horse Santos. By the way, that would have been amazing if Sutton walked Santos into SoFi Stadium of like, well, I want to say, Santos has never been to a football stadium. And I was like, I got a new old horse. I got some new earrings. I don't got Steve on my hand. I'm going to bring Santos. Not Avi. I'm going to bring Santos. Anyways, they're saying they love each other, Garcelle and Sutton, and Kyle and Mauricio bump into each other like strangers. And Mauricio's like, how are you? And Kyle's like, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. And Kyle's like, Santiago said he asked you, how are you guys doing it at SoFi Stadium? And you said, I don't know, maybe in the parking lot. We rewind to that moment earlier and, uh, Santiago saying well I asked Mo and he's like I don't know a parking lot he didn't even know and Mo's like well I I don't know if I actually did say that to him or not but yeah and she's like no he said that you told him that he did and he thought that and you didn't know how I had no idea Kyle and I talking that goes the white party is really a sentimental party to me and him thinking the party was going to be in the parking lot really shows Mo's not listening Flashback to their kitchen one day earlier where Kyle goes, it was unbelievable doing the walkthrough at SoFi Stadium, not the parking lot. And Mo is going through the kitchen cupboards looking for some alcohol uh, to deal with Kyle. And he's like, oh, my God, I can imagine. I'm so excited to do the white party there. Um, Kyle continues on a talking head. Do I look like the kind of person that's going to have a party in the parking lot? By the way, the the SoFi parking lot's a really nice parking lot. I mean, like, no, like, I look like the person that would have it down the street from the parking lot, like in an alleyway of some sort. Wouldn't that be amazing? Not to rent Sir, but the Sir alleyway. I'm just spitballing. Anyways, this is kind of like shows just what they're going through as a couple. And also, Mauricio seems like, not that active of a listener, but a guy that's always has a smile on his face and has an upbeat tone in his voice. So he's like, oh, amazing. Yes. Well, I'm going to go uh, burn this whole house down. That's amazing, Kyle. I support you on whatever you do. Like, But he's not really listening. But also, Kyle is just nitpicking at everything. So what? Okay, so it's in the stadium. Great. But it also shows you how little you're communicating on a real basis. You just told him this the day before. Anyways, Denise in a scene with Sutton is like, is Erica performing? And Sutton's like, well, she is performing. What is she performing? And Sutton's like, well, she's performing some of Cher's biggest hits. Hello. <laughs> that's a funny little joke. Mikey now in another room. Mikey Menden gathering the team for the most important performance of their lives. It's the Elvis comeback tour with Erica Jane. He's like, all right, everyone, come to the prayer circle. We have not done a prayer like this in four years, folks. And he starts to tear up. And is like, that's right. Okay, I'll take over, Mikey. That was horrible. So it's been four years. I want to say thank you. You know, I love you more than anything. It's been a long road. i am be a good Do you think these are any of the original dancers from four years ago? <laughs> like, do you? I mean, that was the other question of like, these are the same dancers from four years ago? Eric and I talking and goes, I hate what the last few years have done to me. We flash back to the iconic scene from 2021. Erica with a blast mascara running down her face. To have everyone question everything and you would be shocked at how quickly people turn on you. At Kathy's dinner party in a scene where Erica's crying. Look at me. Look at my fucking left. Look at this face. You know the years are showing. We have the 2021 reunion where Erica's, cry- Erica's crying. I asked her, why would you leave me with millions and dollars of lawsuits pointed at me, Erica Jane? But I would ask her, why did you marry for money? Erica continues in a talking head, it was a lot of times that I quit. I quit caring about how I looked. I quit caring about what I ate. I quit caring about what people thought about me. They show the photo from back in the day where it says, Erica Jane spotted with no glam at K- at KFC relatable queen. I mean, like, I remember that photo spread and I was like, hell yeah, the girls gotta eat. Erica goes in a talking head. I wasn't going to perform again. I mean, how? Who? Where? In the prayer circle, she continues, the only happiness I have in my life is on stage and you are the people who make me happy, so thank you all for being here. Let's have a great show. Bring a leg! And then... you know but listen chase your bliss have a great like if Eric, if you want to keep saying erica jane is back say it to your heart's content like you want people to be happy if this is what you know this is what floats your boat do community theater too that would be cool Eric in the talking head goes had i not gone through everything i had gone through it would not have led me to so far and on to vegas i believe that thoroughly in my heart Okay, you got the show by gig because you're Kyle's friend. You're, regardless, it's great. Mikey's like, on three, pretty mess. One, two, three, let's pay our bills. And Kyle is on the stage with uh, Mike addressing the party. Hello, everyone. Oh, my gosh. Look at this sea of gorgeous people. We see a, we see Camille Grammer standing in front taking pictures with her phone. Hi, Camille. We haven't said hi yet. <laughs> Bet you wish you could be in the actual main cast. <laughs> well, welcome to our white party. We need a little entertainment. So who would we have? Well, every actual performer and DJ was booked this weekend. So we see Eric and her dancers <laughs> crossing the football field. Erica is draped in a boxer's rope with a bedazzled foot draped over her head. It's so dramatic. Um, I'm coming back like Muhammad Ali. It's a rumble in the jungle. Ah. So I decided to reach out to my good friend, Morgan Wade, but she was not available. So we're going with Erica Jane, who is making her way to the stage. That's how you make an entrance, people. The dramatics. And Erica in the talking head goes, if it does not go right tonight, my God, the buzz, the momentum comes to a screeching honk. The pressure's on. (laughs) Sorry. If it does not go right tonight, the buzz, the momentum, come to a screeching halt. Do you? (laughs) Sorry, like she does a good job, but we really the buzz. Listen, I was in Los Angeles when this happened, and you could feel a buzz. You really could. I'm. I might have been on mushrooms. I don't know, but I felt a buzz. I did feel something. Anyways, the dancers place Erica behind a revolving wall with the initials, (laughs) has her initials EJ on it and they give her the microphone. It's so ridiculous. Kyle's like, the beautiful, the talented Miss Erica Girardi Jane. And the crowd kind of was like, yeah, we're getting free drinks. And Denise is like, erica's lip-syncing come and watch thank god the cameras are way over there i know i'm a bitch uh denise doesn't realize that the mic pack picks up what she's saying so the cameras are over there but the mic pack picks up everything she says which i would love to know how much shit denise talked that night those audio editors have to have so much good shit anyways erica starts to perform her dance hit expensive like a python, tick ticking like a time bomb, limited edition, gotta buy it, I'm with no child. I purges like a lion, knock him out like Tyson. Everyone knows that I'm a million-dollar diamond, that I'm not gonna give back to the victims. I'm reckless, offensive, I destroy your defenses. My guest list is priceless, ten dollars and is cha-ching, it's expensive too, baby. Anyways, wow, that does take a lot out of you no wonder erica jane just did one song at this performance holy shit anyways kyle's singing every word rocking out uh kyle and i talking head goes erica jane has just made her comeback and then erica does the splits and you can tell kyle very jealous she's like i used to do the splits when i was on alcohol anyways and she's totally lip-syncing but she's really giving it her all the reading and talking head goes she got out there on the stage the bright lights." She gave the people what they wanted. He's a real showman. <laughs> I, love, I love the support. Like, it's so much. <laughs> she gave the people what they wanted. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I would have loved She's like, okay, any requests? And just silence. Anyways, Eric in the talking. And it goes, I put in work to change myself. <laughs> I put in work to change myself, to change my body. Thank you to the hormones that change my mind. Thank you to Dr. Jen. Man, I will wake up and I smile now. I don't wake up with Taco Bell rappers all over my naked body anymore. I wake up and I feel good about the person that I'm working on. Anyways, Eric and her dance troupe leave the stage. Kyle's hugging her and crying. You did such a beautiful job. You killed it. You're stunning. I'm so proud of you. I'm going to cry. And then we are now at the postscript because remember, we pick back up cameras for Mauricio of all or whatever we're calling it. After her residency success, Erica is planning more music videos and shows in 2024. Her bet on blonde is finally paying out. Remember, we have the, it used to be a two night documentary series called bet it all on blonde. It's now just a one night event coming up in March. So we will see, I can, I got to tell you folks, I'm not, I cannot wait to watch this because I, if she takes this this seriously, and I saw the trailer, takes it so seriously, I love things that take themselves so seriously. Anyways, to Dorit to Mauricio goes, everyone's coming up to me and going, where's P.K.? But he's not here. And I go, he's in London. And Mo is like, hey, I'm in town now. Huh? You know what I'm saying? He's not in town. Huh? Okay. And Dorit and I are talking, he goes, I think my main takeaway from this year is that P.K. and I have a lot of work to do. I might go meet a country singer. Uh, The banner for Dorit says, P.K. finally came home from London after 39 days. Dorit continues in a talking head, No matter how hard I try, it feels like he's never going to take me seriously and be as present as I need him to be when I need him. Beep boop 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 boop. And maybe he'll never change. But do I have to accept that he won't? Can I? I don't know. The banner says, But the real distance remains between Dorit and Kyle, who haven't spoken since December. Seasons of friendships. Uh, Doreen and Kyle did go to a party, I think, some function last week that they were posting that it seemed like they had a blast at. So, I don't know. But like I always say, friendships have seasons. You know, sometimes they are right by your side. You need them all the time. And sometimes you go long periods of time where it's not that way. Friendships have seasons. So I'm sure they will get back on track at some point. But if you think about it, like I said earlier in the season, Dorita is kind of like a little bit on an island without Kyle in some ways. Uh, Crystal uh, says, Erica. And Rob's like, Erica. And then congratulate her. Marcellus is up on stage. Anna Marie screams, Go, baby. Your esophagus is looking great. The banner says, Anna Marie and Crystal have not interacted since the white party. And Anna Marie has retired from giving out medical advice at cocktail parties. That is probably not true. anna Marina talking head goes, looking back, what do you mean looking back? You were on half the season. I think I need to understand that not everybody is going to get along on the same level, and that's totally fine. But I'm always about pushing myself to become a better person. Push yourself off the show. I think she'll probably end up coming back, I guess, because of this little crystal tiff, and they probably feel like she took too much heat. But I will say there is an element of be careful what you wish for, because there's a lot of stuff in Anna Marie's past and even in this past year with her husband that you probably want to be careful about shooting. You know, like I would I would I would I would wonder if that is going through her head at all. Anyways, Crystal dancing with Rob and her friends and says, I'm so happy. And it says Crystal is accepting that Jeff lives part time in Thailand. That's her brother and has a new girlfriend. And we get a flashback scene of Jeff talking to the mom, talking to mom and his mom and crystal and saying, Hey, you guys did a good job. You did a good job as mother and you did a great job as a sister. And it's time for you guys to trust me. So your job is over. Um, and, uh, which by the way, a mom's job is never over. Like, come on, Jeff. And it says, and crystal finally admitted to Rob. He was right. Uh, yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting. I I'm. Yeah. Anyways. Also, Oh, I'll talk about that when we get to that scene. Anyway, Garcelle is dancing with Cynthia Bailey and Garcelle in a talking net says, my main takeaways from this past year is really meeting people where they're at. I feel like I have grown in putting boundaries for myself, growing as a mom, growing that these boys that I raising need different things and respecting that this is a better version of Garcelle. Um, I just kept thinking because they keep showing the white party. It's like, I, if I would have been invited, whatever all white old Navy outfit I could have found, I would have spilled ketchup on it immediately. Like I just can't be trusted around white. Uh, banner says Garcelle is basking in her professional parenting and grandparenting wins, especially the Astro award. She won for black girl missing. We see her accept this award for the movie. We saw her, um, premiere this year. And then it's Sutton's turn. And suddenly she falls on the dance floor. She literally Fall fell. By the way, Juliana put a note in here. She probably slipped on Kyle's giant name on the dance floor. That made me laugh so much. Um, but it is Sutton Sutton does seem to have a balance issue. I said this last week with the railing. Sutton, I do worry about Sutton. And Dorit screams, Oh my God, Sutton, are you okay? did you trip over your son of us and Sutton's like, well, yeah, yeah, I know. I'm fine. I'm fine. Here, hold this. Excuse me. I say, I say well, I did not see the stage right there. Avi, why you going to push me like that? We see Avi, her assistant there with Doreen and Cynthia Bailey, all helping her up. Sutton in a talking head goes, well, when our first moved out, Uh, When I first found out that Christian, my ex, was moving to England, I was scared. But being independent, being able to stand on my own two feet, I've just tapped back into the business side of myself on my own. And now leaning on someone to make it happen and not leaning on someone to make it happen for me. I'm not doing that. I'm making things happen for myself. Maybe you do need to lean on people if you're following this much, though. In her banner, it says Sutton continues to grow Sutton brands while also adjusting to having her son, James, full time. And she put dating on hold to focus on the new man in her life, Santos, she says it. And I was like, oh, my God, they're officially dating. Oh, well, this is Santos. We're just, we know we're just, we're, you know, it's a complicated situation. It's a situationship between me and Santos. You know, it's, it's always like, are they, are they, you know, will they, won't they? I don't know. We're going to keep people guessing next season 14. (laughs) Anyways, they show her writing Santos. And the talking head suddenly goes, well, me and my esophagus, we're doing just fine. And then we see the group photo that they always take at the end of the season. And happy music suddenly stops. I wish, I wish they would. God, I wish that they would have showed the, from a couple seasons ago, that Kyle face at the beginning of the season where the happy music suddenly stopped. And she was like, we were all so happy that day after Kyle's fashion show. That's how we should have started this. We were all so happy that day. And the cameras pick back up, and it says, one month later, here we go. Okay, so cameras are picked back up one month later. We're at Anna Marie's house. We're doing the round robin. Anna Marie's with her kid in the pool. We go to Dorit's house. Dorit's talking to her dog. Oh, you just want to lay in the sun, huh? Okay, well, I'm going to go in. And then she's like fumbling with her phone. Please charge. Please charge. Frantically plugging it in. We go over to Garcelle's house. She's packing a suitcase and gets a ding on her phone. Oh, wait. Oh, oh, my God, she says. July 23rd, 2023. Announcer. Breaking news. Kyle Richards and Mauricio have officially split. We see a People magazine headline. Kyle Richards and Mauricio Amansky have separated after 27 years of marriage. Uh, We see a bunch of tweets. Our our buddy Christian Gray Snow, how are we to celebrate the birth of this country when the literal foundation of real housewife love is no longer? Did they grow apart? The kids are leaving the home. More social media comments, all of these things about rumors about Mauricio. We go to Crystal's house and Crystal goes, that article that came out today, Kyle Richards and Mauricio Omansky have separated after 27 years of marriage. Rob goes, oh my God. And Crystal goes, yeah. And then Rob looks at Crystal's phone and goes, it's in people? (laughs) It made people. Dorit on FaceTime with PK, Kyle never ever gave any indication that we were, that they were separating people. Very Sheena Shea of Dorit here to be like, why didn't she tell me? And PK's like, that's pretty fucked up, but it does mean me and Mo could be two gentlemen callers on the town again. Two Randy boys going and picking up the birds. Anyways, Anna Marie Marcellus going back to her place goes, did the People Magazine exclusive come from Kyle as a way to get ahead of what everybody else is saying about her? And then we go back to Rob and Rob goes, this is Rob. This is my favorite fucking line of the entire show tonight. So I guess the question is, who planted the story? Well, you want conjecture. Morgan told People Magazine that they were separated. And Crystal goes. Let me tell you something right now, Rob Minkoff. You're in crazy director mode. You are seriously storyboarding a movie right now. Rob goes, that's what happens. Wouldn't you love to see the Kyle Richards story directed by Rob Minkoff? And it could start off with Lion King. (laughs) I (laughs) am Morgan Wade. Sorry. I, that was my favorite fucking part was when Rob goes, Hey, do you think it was Morgan? Cause that's the big thing is that Mauricio is more concerned that who leaked the story. And if you remember, I think it was Dave Quinn from people magazine that, that had that story and people magazine does not print something like that unless they they're, they're, they're different than other, you know, they're not a rag fully. They're kind of reputable. So they had to have sourced that out for that to come out. And my thinking when it first came out that oh shit this is from kyle and mauricio and then later on that day there was a kyle and mauricio post about this kind of semi almost denying saying oh there's been trouble troubles but not to this degree so it is that question of who did leak it now morgan would be a great way i do think kyle was a Part, I don't know, man. That's, I mean, would it be great if it was Kathy or would it be great if it was Lisa Rena? I'm back, people magazine. I got your number from my friends at Radar Magazine. Here he just is working on a pot of bolognese, so I have a little bit of time to talk. Have you heard about Kyle and Mo? i was talking to my friend diana jenkins it's me diana jenkins anyways i think rob's a true artist he's going for that center diamond next season (laughs) amazing we gotta get listen i know rob is like a real like director and like you know what a respected profession he had you know just career he has so of course you don't want to be on the show too much but man i would love to see more rob Anyways, now we go over to Sutton. She's on a FaceTime with Garcel and Sutton's on fire. Sutton's like, "Well, this didn't happen overnight." Garcel's like, "No." And I think, I think, you know what I think? The truth is, Kyle's known about the problems in our marriage leading up to this. I say, I say, we got a missing wedding band. We got exercising a lot. We got no drinking. We got another fancy Drew mystery on our on our hands. We got Sutton as Fancy Drew. Fancy Drew uh, rides again. It's Fancy Drew and the mystery of Kyle Rich's marriage. I say, I say, and Garcello goes, "How many tattoos did she get?" Well, we've got tattoos, and I'm asking questions, and I'm getting in trouble. I say, I say, me think she. I love it. She's like, I'm getting too close to the case. I'm getting too close to the truth. Uh, That's what that THC party. I was, I was on to something, and they tried to, they tried to muzzle me all season long. But no, no, no. Garcelle goes, does protest, does protest too much. And says, well, I think the Kyle was lying to us the whole time. And (laughs) Garcelle goes, I think you're right. And Suns like, well, to me, this is sus. And Garcelle's like, which part is sus? Well, the whole thing. And Garcelle goes, holy shit. I need adults to stop saying sus. I need us to stop saying Delulu. Let like, come on, you, you know, like once you're past the age of 26, let's say suspect you know the suspicious let's say delusional delulu i mean are you you're you're close to the aarpa like come on like, no no delulu no sus when Sutton go well this is sus i was like oh please sus is you saying sus anyways one day later we have that post that they came up with Mauricio and kyle and it says in regards to the news that came out about us today, any claims regarding us divorcing are untrue. However, yes, we have had a rough year, the most challenging one of our marriages. I have opened 30 agency up. Op- no, She goes, but we both love and respect each other tremendously. There has been no wrongdoing on anyone's part. Although we are in the public eye, we ask to be able to work through our issues privately while it may be entertaining to speculate. Please do not create false stories to fit a further salacious narrative. Thank you for the love and support, Kyle and Mauricio. And now we're over to Kyle's house. She's on her phone. They want us to believe that she's reading these Twitter comments, but I bet she's just sending nudes to, to Morgan. Uh, but we see a Twitter uh, thing that says, damn, I genuinely believe Kyle and Mauricio were going to make it. And Kyle sighs and slams her phone on the counter. Kyle and I talk and I goes, when the People Magazine article came out, I was with Mo and the girls and all our phones just started blowing up. Mo was really focused on who gave the story. And I was more focused on, you know, how it was affecting all of us. Uh, Alexia started to cry. We got in the car, all of us, and it was just weird. Like nobody knew what to do or say. I just felt like my whole life was over at that moment—the life as I knew it. And we have got um, Kyle's therapist. No, I'm sorry. uh, Erica, Erica Jane comes in. But I just thought, how funny it's. Erica goes to a couple therapy sessions with Jen Man, and now all of a sudden she is going. And by the way, this is actually a good scene. But I just thought it was funny. She she learned the name empathy on the first episode of this season, and now she is actually expressing it at the end. And that's what we call a through line, folks. That is a through line. Kyle greets Erica and goes, Hey, you look good. You look good. And Erica goes, Hi, Tiny. Once again, a tiny comment. And Erica's like, How are you? You look cute. And Kyle's like, Can I get you anything? A tea? Erica in a talking head's like, when I filed for divorce and then subsequently everything else happened, I just felt so overwhelmed and very alone. It's important for me to be here for Kyle now because she's always been so good to me. <laughs> yeah, SoFi Stadium. Anyways, we flash back to that 2021 with the mascara streaks and Kyle being there in that scene. Erica continues in a talking head She didn't shame me. She didn't push me out. She didn't judge me. And if you care about people, you show up for them that, that when they need you the most. Holy shit, folks. Does therapy work? Or what? What a you you show up for Wow! Look at this. But I do I do. Also, this is what's so funny about shows like this. is they want you to believe that Erica is a huge part of Kyle's life when that is Kyle's a you know Kyle and Erica and Kyle a lot of these ladies they're 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 coworkers, and sometimes you really like your coworkers, right? But at the end of the day, they're coworkers, you know. And even the the when they pick back up cameras, remember. I think it was like a week later. They want you to also believe that this is, this is all happening at once. And it's like, no, they pick back up cameras. These are, you know, Kyle's already had so many conversations, I'm sure with her family and real friends and things like that. Um, Erica to Kyle is like, First off, I want to say one thing. I feel like I almost semi-need to acknowledge slash apologize for the fact that I have not been the most observant friend. And it's because at the dinner table, I literally did not know. And we go back to that THC dinner where Sutton's like, well, is there something going on in your personal life that you would like to share? And Emery's like, with what, though? And Garceau's like, her marriage. And Erica's like, really? And later that same evening, Erica pulled Kyle aside and goes, I'm your friend. I really don't think there's anything wrong with your marriage. But I want you to know that if I have missed something, Kyle, or I've not been the most attentive friend, I'm very sorry. And Kyle goes, there wasn't really anything to observe because we've been like dealing with things privately. Uh, you know, I, I feel bad even talking about all this stuff. I mean, like, I think the hardest part about what we're going through is that there isn't one big, huge thing. Now, this is the part that I've been talking about the last couple of weeks is that there is. And I, there's also a series of things that have happened over the years with this couple. It's a real couple, Right. But Kyle has always, as much as we know about her and she shared, she's also kept a lot of core things private, and that's sometimes what she'll get dinged on as a housewife of like you're not sharing enough. Da 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 da. No, it is. There are certain things, and she actually says this later in in the next scene in a talking head about you know there there you know Mauricio did do things, multiple things, I'm sure, but she is still towing the company line of, no, it's not just one thing. It's not just one thing. Um, because I think there was an element of this that she thought she could get by and through all of the stuff that potentially happened to her by Mauricio. Anyways, Erica's like, you can't point to one thing and say that it's that. And so therefore I make my decision. You can't do that. Exactly. It's these things that I feel like I've been needing and wanting more for my marriage that, you know, I just can't get. And since that article came out, it's like, I'm seeing, you know, oh, obviously it's because Mo cheated or now Kyle has cheated. What's the truth with that? There's literally nothing to do with anybody else. This is really just about Mo and me. It's just not about our family. It's not about external family. It's not about another person on his side or my side. This is just about Mo and me. And no, it, it's not. I mean, essentially, she's not lying, though, because it is about Mo and her. You know, it's just about Mo and her. But there have been things that have led to this, obviously. Um, I, but it is that thing. You know, she's always going to keep it's going to you know, this is a real family. So she is doing what it takes to protect that family, but sometimes it doesn't work for reality television. You know, it leaves us guessing and speculating and things like that. And remember the Morgan thing, that probably wasn't cheating because the relationship was probably already over. They just did not let us know it. I got to tell you something, folks. I, I i know I never mentioned this on the show, but I knew, I heard from a, a decent source uh, a long time ago that Kyle and Mauricio we're living in the same house, but in separate bedrooms and that, you know, like I, I knew that, uh, I never said that, but I knew that. Um, so I do have this thing of like, you know, in a sense it's, you know, whatever is going on with Morgan wasn't necessarily cheating because whatever has been going on, like Mauricio has been dating too that was okay because they had already made these arrangements. You know, I, I keep mentioning that party I was at uh, in December or January, at the variety party where Kate Arthur interviewed Kyle and Kyle kind of said, like, listen, I knew what was happening with our relationship when we went into filming. I don't have a good poker face all the time. So I was really nervous about that. So she knew going in. So those scenes, earlier scenes with Mauricio and Kyle, when you feel that tension, but it's like, no, and everything's fine. It wasn't fine. They already knew they already had conversations, but they were willfully keeping things from us who knows what production knew i'm sure they were in on it to a degree too but it's kyle she's there 13 seasons anyways erica goes has he acknowledged how painful this is for you and kyle's like he's more of a person who likes to pretend that everything's okay which makes it hard sometimes which is kind of a man trait yeah, all the time. Everything's fine. Don't worry about it. Everything's great. That's what I was told. Here's a story about how I met John Wayne. And Kyle's like, when we first met, you know, we were really opposites, complete opposites. And that worked. I always joke and say, if it wasn't for me, he would be dead because I keep him safe. What does that fucking mean? Mauricio? <laughs> Mauricio was in a gang war. No. And if it wasn't for him, you know, I would never take chances in my life. That worked. Also, like we always, we always grew. You know, we've been together since our early 20s. Which, by the way, is a really long time. I know. And it is very admirable. And it's always been, you know, something I'm very proud of. You should still be proud, Kyle. I'm not proud right now. <laughs> and she starts crying. By the way, Erica doing a fab, I'm no joke. Erica's doing a fabulous job of listening in this scene and throwing actually good comments in. Like, guys, therapy, I, I don't know. I mean, I think she did two or three sessions and it worked. She, no. I really was. This was a good scene. It just its so funny that all of a sudden Erica is this wise. Um, Erica goes, uh, why? Because you're human? Because you have problems? Because listen, it's a letdown. It's not a letdown. For whom? For me, for him, for the kids, for people who don't even know us. I mean, complete strangers are like, we look up to you guys. You made us believe in true love and now it's gone. It is true love. No, this is true love. Listen to me. There are only two people in this marriage who everybody else's opinion can fuck up. You have to make yourself happy. You've raised these girls, you've been a good wife to this man, you've been a great sister, maybe not to Kathy, a great daughter, but if you're not happy inside, whatever that means for you, you must take that time and find out what you need and where you need to go with this life. I almost was looking for an earpiece in Erica Jane's ear, like Dr. Jen Mann was feeding her lines, like, here's what you gotta say, Erica. I'm completely lost. I don't even know what the fuck. What are you saying? Anyways, cause like, and if we can't work it out, also I do, there's, I get it when it feels like the world is falling. I get that. I get that feeling multiple times. I've had that in my life. I get that. But like that whole thing, like, you know, we made people believe in true love. Like, yeah, we liked them as a couple. Yeah. It was a bummer, but like, We're all so busy with our own lives, too, that it's okay, Kyle. You don't need to think about us or fucking like angry tweeters or Redditors or bullshit like that. I mean, listen, let them like wear themselves out. Like, you know, honestly, they don't like think of it is It's just you and your family. Like, listen, would I love to know all the dirty details on this show? Of course I would. Of course I would. But the fact that you are protecting it, you know, really clues in that this is very real. But yeah, of course I'm disappointed I don't get to know all the dirty details. But fuck what anybody else's has to say, you know? Anyways, uh, it's a different day now. We go to a new scene and it's Kyle and Mauricio are in the kitchen. Um, she's making some tea, and he's like, What are you doing? Hey, making tea? <laughs> just being Mauricio, making a tea and eating some candy. What are you where are you coming from or going to right now? Well, we're opening a new office in Panama and you have to show your face. Yeah is on her way here. In a talking head, Kyle says, things have been a lot more uncomfortable with Mo and me ever since the article came out. I think it's because it made it so much more real. And Mauricio says, well, I'm just glad it's, you know, you, you know, that's out there having an affair now. And Kyle goes, well, for once it's me. And you guys, the pained look, the pain, like he's smiling, but he's like, what the
1: fuck? The fuck? You talk to me like this now? Holy shit. Oh, fuck.
0: So he's kind of joking about, you know, in the press, the Morgan Wade stuff. And Kyle and I talking to him goes, I feel like my kids have basically lived in a fairy tale. But then I felt like the article coming out, they thought the rug had been pulled out from underneath them because things are worse than we let them on to be let on to be. Which, by the way, all the kids are pulling up in these amazing cars. And I'm like, well, you know, parents aren't together, but God, they've got nice cars. Vera opens the front door. Everybody's saying hi. And Mo's like, I'm going to get a glass of wine and bang my head against the wall uh was like let's get the girls to come down kyle they're they're in a the house where kyle dials the intercom of like girls come on down that's how well off they are uh kyle and i talking goes i just felt so bad to let them down because we really, we really did have an amazing marriage for a long time Portia, 15 sophia 23 alexia 26 six years old come down and uh kyle's like you're being summoned we're bringing you to the principal's office does it feel like the principal's office right now <laughs> fun you know fun divorce jokes you do with your family and Alexia's is like, not that I went there many times, but, and Kyle's like, well, we'll start when dad comes in here, but we just wanted to talk about all the stuff that's come out, you know, wanting this to be more of an open conversation. I want you to call Morgan mom from here on out. No, I'm waiting for you, Mo. And uh, Kyle's like, we wanted to clear everything up for you. If you guys are worried or have any questions. And Marisa's like, okay, I think the most important thing is just for you guys to know. We haven't told you guys everything because we tried to protect you. And then all of a sudden you get blindsided by this public news and then you don't know about it. And it's probably difficult. I I wanted to make sure we were open and you guys knew that we were going through. And if there's any questions and Kyle's like, you know, I do want you guys to know we haven't talked about divorce. Just so you know that obviously we're no strangers to rumors. The rumors, the nats. You want to talk about the husband? We can talk about the husband. Meredith Marks, baby. I miss you, Meredith. Sophia says, all of those other times that were just rumors that came out of nowhere. And this time we know that you guys aren't having the best year. So it kind of hit different. They're talking about the people separation and then everyone reaching out just made it all that much more overwhelming. And Alexia says, maybe this is a good opportunity to ask you guys what you guys plan to do in terms of your own relationship. Like what happens now? And Kyle goes, I'm going to open another Kyle by Shahida store. No, she says the fact that we are so busy working, uh, I'm, I'm hunting down Michael Myers. Uh, it's like, okay, well we can take this time and have a little space while working through our stuff. And fair is like, wait, so you're taking more space. And Sophia is like, you're taking more space to work through it. And she's like, you feel you need more space. And Kyle's like, Well, we're doing this while living under the same roof. And Mo goes, not necessarily, no. And guys like, well, what I was just going to say, what I meant by that is we're trying to figure out what we want and, you know, trying to work through it. That it's like, I don't want to be like, I don't want to leave. I don't want dad to leave. So we're doing this while under the same roof. So that's been the plan. And if that is not working, not effective, you know, we'll go to the next step, which I don't know. Or if it is working, then great. So, and then Portia has been really quiet and she goes, are you okay? And Portia's tearing up and marisa's, marisa's like what's wrong porsche come here come here and kyle moves to hug her and porsche cries harder and kyle's like we're not broken just bent we're a very strong family and we always will be we always will be one of the daughters also turned to mauricio and says are you doing okay like when that porsche thing happened and it was kind of a little quick aside kyle on a talking head gives a big sigh and goes i've come to realize that you know there's a big chance that we're not going to end up together and the producer asked kyle What is the issue that the two of you can't let go of? Here we go, folks. And Kyle goes, there were things that happened that made me lose my trust and I wasn't able to recover from. And so there it is. There it is. But like Mauricio says in the scene, we didn't tell you guys everything because we were trying to protect you. And that's another thing that as, as pissed as I am to not know all the dirty details They are a family that are going to protect their kids. And so even in this, Kyle is going to probably, i probably say more than Mauricio wanted her to, but like, yeah, here it is. She lost her trust. Couldn't get it back. They give us these passings of Kyle and Mauricio in Paris on the Love Lock Bridge, uh, which by the way, Juliana pointed out, it has since been made illegal due to compromising the integrity of the bridge and they have all been removed. Think about that. All those Love Locks were so much pressure that it almost broke the bridge. Which, by the way, if anybody's there, if those locks are just anywhere, could you get me Kyle and Mauricio's for my reality show museum? It would just be top notch. Anyways, this scene is beautiful. Mauricio in this scene and a flashback goes, people that are in love with each other and they want to stay together forever and ever and ever. They come here and they put their names. And Kyle's like, that's so romantic. He's like, what should we write? And Kyle's like, Kyle and Mauricio forever. And we can come back and show the kids one day and bring them back here. And then we're shown a birthday uh, scene with kyle with a very young Portia who's turning two licking frosting and then we watch the family gathering together on the staircase for an annual christmas card photo and then we see mauricio greeting kyle in the driveway with a hug on her return from a trip welcome home and then Portia comes running out and mauricio is like don't you be stealing her from me kyle tossing food at mauricio and laughing uncontroll- uncontrollably and they're being silly as they eat dinner in their new home alone under a large handmade sign that reads if you don't like animals get out and then, so weirdly enough, we get a little scene of Kyle and Kathy holding a bottle of tequila each with a tag on them that says Kathy's tequila. And Kathy's like, I'm sorry, it wasn't your fault. It was not your fault. Like, why did we in there? We have this fucking, who the fuck? I love Kathy, but who the fuck cares? This is about Mauricio and Kyle. Like, what what is Kyle and Kathy all of a sudden? In a banner, it says, Kyle reconciled with Kathy, making everything hunky-dory for Whitney's wedding. Kyle and Mauricio continue to live their lives dot, 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 separately. We see them at the latest white party. And then we see a headline from DailyMail.com. Kyle Richards puts on a cozy display with rumored lesbian lover Morgan Wade as pair wear matching outfits on road trip amid Mauricio Omansky marriage breakdown. They show the picture that uh, I used for that Garth and Wayne, Wayne's World Halloween costume meme <laughs> that Kyle took and used without crediting me. Shout out to Kyle. Thanks, buddy. Uh, then we see a headline from Jezebel. Mauricio Amansky went skiing with singer Anita. And is hanging out with an influencer 20 years younger than him. Textbook divorced guy behavior. And we see a selfie picture of him on the slopes with these girls. Colin, I talking head says, I just want to be at peace wherever I'm at because I haven't really had that. And then she looks up in the talking head to the producer and goes, am I done? And the producer goes, you're done. And she goes, it's over. And she slumps and puts her head in her hands and starts starts crying. And I got to tell you, that's got to have been the most cathartic, amazing moment for Kyle, because it's so much insanity to have known your marriage was already falling apart to start this season and to get through this and to have this be the final talking head. Like, think about that. Think about that. Like, you know, I know she's getting paid, great life, all this shit, but think about that. That was one of the last things she had to do to put all of this shit to bed. Cause you knew she was worried about how they would face it on the show. And there's going to be more hills to you know, to climb in future seasons and her own personal life, obviously. But this had to have been a relief. So if you think about it that way, you kind of, you kind of feel for her. Anyways, we get a preview for the upcoming re- reunion. Andy comes into the dressing room going, Erica says she wants me to eviscerate you today. And read in her dressing room to Erica goes, Kyle sent me a text yesterday. Basically, trying to silence me. So Kyle working the phones, trying to get people to not say things about certain things. Kyle really hates when other people make things difficult for her, even though she's made things difficult for other people in their past. Anyways, uh, we see Dorit have a scene. She's dressed like all oh, this red dress. Uh, Juliana said it looks like uh, E.T. in the movie, in the the red like Elliot with E.T. in the basket. Anyways, Dorit goes, "What exactly do you think? Other than my boobs are fake on me." And Andy is almost cracking up. And Dorito goes, don't you dare. Don't you dare. Because obviously her nose. And Andy's like, I'm sorry. And then Andy in a scene goes, are there specific things you think that Kyle is not answering for? And Sutton's like, well, we all share what's going on in our lives. And Kyle's like, you acted like I did something wrong to you instead of saying, are you okay? Do you need a friend? And Sutton's like, you have been relentlessly mean to me. And Kyle's like, where? And Sutton's like, well, as Denise would say, you got to watch the show. I mean, it's true. And Amory's like, I don't want to be a part of your system of lies, Crystal. And Crystal's like, are you going to ever apologize to me for saying that I said she had an eating disorder in regards to Sutton? And then Garcelle talking to Dereet you say I attack you when you know what an attack is. And Dereet's like, you do know I had a gun to my head. But what is crazy is to go on national television and to peddle a false narrative. And then we have an Andy in a scene going. There were rumors about infidelity in your relationship, Kyle. Kyle's crying, and then Andy goes, "Could you see yourself with Morgan?" And Kyle's like, "Um." And then Andy goes, "Here she comes, everybody! The grand dame of Beverly Hills." And Kathy Hilton walks out in the set, and you—the the reaction shots—you like, you would think this was like a fucking ghost or something. Like people are like shocked, and then all of a sudden you hear like a whoo whoo it sounds like an owl but it's like sutton making a weird noise and everybody's like are you okay sutton are you okay and Andy jumps up and it's like sutton you're shaking you're shaking and anna marie jumps up like clear esophagus and they crowd around sutton Andy fans are the cards and everyone is looking on high alert so sutton really does have it makes it look like she has an episode right when kathy hilton comes out but man so this is going to be a three-part reunion starting next wednesday we'll be covering that on so bad it's good oh my god folks we did it special thanks to juliana carrazza for the notes and um yeah man relationships breaking up are hard especially it sucks man and as you get old life gets so tough right um but i hope everybody you know i'll be curious to hear more but the morgan kyle thing like i started the show with it seems like that definitely is a romantic relationship and we were always questioning that and I really could care less. I mean, as long as she's happy and everybody's happy, everything's good. Um, thank you guys for being here with me all week. I know you gave a lot. I know I gave you a lot of content this week, uh, but uh, go to the Patreon for more. Cause I'm going to be doing a summer house recap over there. It should be up uh, tomorrow afternoon at some point, And I'll be doing a trader's recap from this week's episode. Oh my God. I loved it. I watched it tonight. That fucking Phaedra dude. But thank you. If you like this show, please consider rating it five stars on Apple podcasts and Spotify um and there's so much fucking hate out there there is um so thank you for being here being positive with me trying to make fun of the only people we should be making fun of these reality stars and um yeah we got through the week and also yeah there is another episode after this where uh it's very important for me this episode i talked about it at the beginning but it's the director of a new documentary coming out today exclusively at amc theaters it's called kiss the future Um, produced by Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. And it uh, stars U2, the band U2. But um, it's a really powerful film about Sarajevo. It's a really amazing documentary that has so much heart, soul, um, has some humor in it, but I thought it was just an amazing viewing experience. So I had the interview with the director, and I wanted to put it out on Friday, but I knew I had to do this. So I'm going to put out another episode, and hopefully you'll listen to it. It's only a 30-minute interview, but I wanted to promote that movie because it comes out this weekend, and it was a real honor to talk to this director. And I like when I can switch gears from being super silly and talking about these reality stars and shows and talk about other things that I love as well. And I know that you love. I know you know we, we kind of pass off recommendations, and this is something that i highly recommend so what a show what a week what an audience love you guys it's friday Go will have a great weekend Bye. so bad it's good is a betches media production the show is hosted and produced by me ryan bailey with meditza lopez and sandra fryer additional support provided by sean kilby jorge morales pico and rebecca steinberg guest booking by ali friedlander video promotion by laura valencia be sure to send us your emails at so bad it's good with at gmail.com and follow the show at So Bad It's Good with Ryan on Instagram. And for additional craziness, go to patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. Stay bad, baddies. Betches.